When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robin a Kiva Needle Podcast And they need your help Can you make it onto the wheel? Robin a Kiva Needle Podcast Yeah, they'll buy, they'll sell Your ideas, they'll talk about it Till you've got it, you'll feel Every weekend, better attend You can guess what will be coming up next Robin a Kiva Needle Yeah, that's right. Rob and Akiva need a podcast, episode number 102. And today we are going to be talking about some true crime stories here where we're going to see if myself and Uncle Kiwi can crack the case. And now here he is, the host of three beloved podcasts, one of the kings of Twitter. Here he is, Akiva Winokur. Uh, no, I will not take that title. King <laughs> the, of Twitter. The Prince of Twitter. Um, the Clown. Clown Prince of Twitter, maybe. <laughs> like the Joker. Yeah, uh, that's a lot of effort to get into that makeup every day, the Joker. Mm-hmm. I don't really empathize with the Joker. That's like, that's, that's like a lot. Yeah, I didn't really see you ever as a sort of like akin to the Joker in any way. No, I don't think so. I think there's probably other better comps out there for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, is there a one Batman villain that you really identify with? I don't know the Batman villains. Hmm. Uh, there's Joker. The Penguin. There's the Riddler. The pe- I guess the Penguin. He's like mm-hmm. sort of fat and he waddles around. I don't know. <laughs> Do you have an umbrella? Uh, I could get one. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I could see you in the top hat. Uh, yeah, I do wear a hat sometimes. Yeah. Cover the old hairline. That's not a bad idea. Okay. All right, Kiva, we had uh, great reviews for uh, I'm a Renap Celebrity. Get me out of here. People loved the panel. Uh, people had a lot of fun, even though it was, uh, was train wreck good as opposed to train wreck bad. I think it's a fair take. I don't think anybody was like, that game needs to come back. Put it right next back week. on the wheel. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, that, you know, it had some opportunities for people to, you know, for us to showcase the four. Great guests we had on last week, and people seem to like them at least. Okay, speaking of great guests, we have a great guest Ooh. back with us here today. And if I recall correctly, I do not believe that she has been back with us since Millennial Boot Camp. It is a great pleasure to welcome back to the podcast, Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz. Uh, Amanda, how are you? I'm great. My friends, Rob, Rob, and Aki. I'm so happy to be here with you. What yes. is that? That's, <laughs> That's what the Renapod calls you. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. sometimes. And, okay, also, we're going to be talking about these true crime stories that Amanda has put together. And then we have a very special mailbag. It's going to be an all Renapod mailbag later on. And then is it a tournament or is it just a, the best of the, the best, Amanda? I have prepared for you a bracket, so there will be a Renatbot idea tournament. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. So we should save plenty of room episode. for that. Yeah. Jam packed episode. You're sort of like a caretaker to the Renatbot, right? 
Yeah, the Renapod and I have developed a very um, special and unique relationship during quarantine. Um, I've been referred to as the Renapod's number one reply guy, which I take, you know, very seriously. Um, at times, you know, our relationship is very warm. So I've been, my life has been threatened more than once by okay. the Renapods. So if you report it's, that it's, to Twitter, that they actually uh, they, yeah. they are, are concerned about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned about it too. So maybe I should go up the chain with that. But um, are you, are yeah. you the Eugene Goo of the Renapot? I don't I don't know that reference. That doctor guy who's immediately and he's like the number one Trump mentions guy. Oh, okay. Of course, sure. Eugene Nobody Goo. Got that? Yeah, Doctor uh, Eugene Goo. Uh, the only Tony Goo I Hunt. know about is Gooigi. Yeah, uh, better than Jewigi. I, I think to, uh, Joe. <laughs> I disagree. Joe, <laughs> Joe Posnanski's brother Tony's always in there. There's a few people. Uh, Are these people that we guy. should know? Yeah, if you're on Twitter all Joe day, Posnanski? like me, you know. Akiva's you know, the, Joe Posnanski, you know, he's a famous baseball writer. He's the most famous baseball writer. Yeah, okay. you know Joe Posnanski. I guess I'm, I guess I'm not in the presidential mentions as much as you are. No, no, Joe Posnanski's brother. I know yeah. Joe Posnanski's not mentioned. He's writing about the Kansas City Royals all day. You know Joe Pos. If you saw Joe Posnanski, you know. I don't. <laughs> All right, Akiva. Yeah. All right. Let. Uh, are you excited to talk about true crime? Are you a, a, a true, true true crime enthusiast? Because I feel like you've always talked about serial mm-hmm. and the podcast yep, the and podcast. the and the breakfast food. Yes, I'm a big serial guy. Goes both ways. Uh, I do like true crime. I, I um I yeah. I've always been into true crime. You know, same as a lot of other basic people. I don't really. <laughs> I do think. I do think I've sort of aged out of it. Like. I don't know. I, I think there was just there's too much content. Like true crime is a bigger genre than like podcasts about movies or TV at this point. There's just hundreds. So I do think a little bit. Um, I'm overwhelmed by the amount of content, and I've so I don't I don't wouldn't say I consume any true crime content right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I've always liked it. I am excited to hear about some of these cases. Um, I am nervous about the name of the episode, though, Rob. Okay, so the name of the podcast, as I thought coming in, was Rob McKee need a verdict. I thought that Amanda mm-hmm. was going to be telling us about a case, and then we were going to be trying to figure it out. But I guess that that is in flux. Well, well that's, that's fine. I think that name is okay. Amanda, what, what do you think about well, that? Well, I can give you the history of this podcast mm-hmm. Please. name. Please. So, um... This was your idea for a show, Akiva. You're, you proposed to Rob some months ago the idea of two angry men based on the <laughs> 12 Angry Men Great name. movie. Great name. Yeah. Um, and Rob immediately vetoed that name because he thought that two angry men sounded like you would be arguing about something else and mm-hmm. directly reference true crime. So, um, the idea went in the waiting room for a while. You actually reached out to me and asked if I would be the steward of this idea. So this was um, an idea yeah, that I... used the word steward, Dr. Amanda. <laughs> yeah, I, I can go and check the transcripts. I feel like I probably, probably didn't. Not. You probably didn't. Um, so um, then we needed a name for it. And I proposed a list of names that you discussed on the podcast with Rob. Robbed like Nita Verdict the best. So this was one of the names I suggested. Um, And this is not the first time, Akiva, that you've been unhappy with a name that I've proposed for a podcast. Uh Uh-oh. What are you talking about? I am actually the person who named Renap. I'm the person who named Robin Akiva Nita Podcast. And famously, you were unhappy with that name and Mm. tried to rename the podcast for at least the first couple of episodes. (laughs) 
Was history kind to Dr. Amanda, Rob? <laughs> I think it's a great name. It's a great name. My concern we were trying to figure is. out. We were, we were we were trying to figure out the acronym during during that prequel episode. And like R A A N A P, it was a lot. We didn't realize like it, it took a lot for it, people did not start calling this podcast Renap in episode five. Let me just say that. It <laughs> took a while for anybody to call it Renap. But now it's it, you know, we, it took a while, but we did fight for our branding in a stock. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, All right. So Akiva, what are some of the suggestions that we're looking at? So the one thing you did mention last week uh, was true crime on happy hour. I thought that was funny, but I think it's maybe too cute. Okay. I too don't know. Cute maybe for an episode it's of this podcast. Yeah. Well, here are some other ideas. That people are Trek already listening him. to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, we, there is a spoiler here. Yeah, you might you do one of those things that they have on Reddit where you like block the words and they have to hover over the words to see mm-hmm. uh, yeah. what the spoiler is. Um, so we have Shut Up Tim says my favorite murder enthusiast. Okay. Um, uh, Jessica Frey says well, Robin let, let, me, let me interrupt you right now because I, I want to okay. let you know something about what my vision for this podcast was and what sure. I put together. Um, I stayed away from murder for a few reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of the good mystery murders are really well known. So, um, you know, are sort of oversaturated. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the a lot of these murder stories are just really gruesome and not very, um, you know, we don't like gruesome. No, I didn't didn't think that that's what we where we want. It's October. It is spooky season. Mm hmm. (laughs) Well, I know that how sensitive you are, Akiva, to scary content. So yeah. I did, I did sort of steer away from the gruesome murder thing. So there are some really clever suggestions that people came up with that include murder, and there's a lot of um, you know murder mystery podcasts. But I stayed away from that in the cases that I suggested. All right, so here's some murder neutral uh, ideas. Hit by Car Claire says your crimes are trash. Hmm. Um, Dan Sinensky says Robin Akiva trial and error. Jim Pignatello, and he's verified, which means his opinion really matters, says, uh, really like two angry men. Just wanted to give a compliment to me. Uh, Robin Akiva, true detectives. That's also from Shut Up Tim, who enjoys getting in people's <laughs> mentions five or six times per tweet. Yeah. Uh, Robin Akiva, jury duty. Robin Akiva, need a gavel. Need a gavel? Is that a play on words or something? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, face the facts. Crime time with Dr. Amanda. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not, are we not beating Need a Verdict? Robin I don't think we've beat a verdict yet, right? Uh, Amanda, uh, as, as I understand it, you're going to tell us the case and we have to decide what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, if if the podcast had a different name when I was producing it, then maybe I would have gone in a different direction. Yeah. But um, uh-huh. I think need a verdict fits what I've prepared for us today. Okay. Can I read a couple more just for fun, sure. though? Please. Um, murder, they podcasted. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I it's like not that. about murder, but if it was, that would be pretty sweet. That's a funny name. <laughs> Uh, how do you solve a problem with Akiva from Moku? That's not bad. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fine. So, Robin Akiva, need a verdict, as you already know when you clicked on this episode. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Unsolved Renaps stories. That's not terrible either. That's not terrible. <laughs> yeah. Next time. For next time. Okay. All right. All right. So, we've got Renap bot ideas to get to. So, why don't we start to get into some of these cases? Please. Okay, great. Great. So, so like I said, um, you know, I did kind of comb through. Akiva mentioned there's a ton of true crime content out there right now. There's dozens and dozens of podcasts. There's new ones all the time. And so I combed through a lot of stuff, and I really wanted to come up with cases that were more fun, that were mysteries, that, like I said, you know, weren't going to be um, really depressing, kind of gruesome stories. So, um, one, the first. I appreciate that. Thank you. 
Oh, that, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you guys are uh, on the same page with that. So the first case is very well, much... Because I'll, uh, I'll add to that, that it's, it's very, very far, very hard to have fun. I know there's some podcasts that are able to do it with murder uh, that I feel like in News AF, so most of the time my rule is, uh, you know, the stories are not, not funny if there ends up being a death. So I, I try to avoid that in most of the podcasting. Hmm. Yeah, that, that, so that, that was very much my idea going into this. So the first case is very much in a true crime mold. And then the second couple cases could be more considered mysteries. Um, but they're all going to be cases where I'm going to ask you guys to weigh in and give your verdict and sort of solve everything. Great. Okay. So um, are either of you familiar with the Gardner Museum heist? I am not. No, I've never heard of it. It's you might be making it up. Museum for, about gardeners. <laughs> no, it's not actually a museum about gardeners. The um, Alex the, G. Uh, it's it's a museum. It's the Alex Gardner Museum heist. Now, this was um the Isabella Gardner Museum, which is a collection of work of a uh, of artistic work um that's located in Boston. Um, and in uh, 1990, March 18th, 1990, uh, it fell prey to the biggest museum art heist of all time. And this is also the greatest property theft in U.S. history with oh a God. hall totaling over $500 million worth of art. Should we be taking notes? Um, I'll try to keep things. Um, you can t- feel free to take notes, but I'll try to keep it simple for you and we could summarize as we go along. Okay. Um, how do you guys feel about um, museum heists? Hmm. I'm the anti-museum, so I think like the less stuff in them, the faster you're done with them. So I, I would say I definitely support the museum heist. <laughs> Why are you anti-museum? I don't know. They're I like. I don't know. It's not for me. I'm, I, I don't like. You take the kids. You're worried the whole time they're going to like break all the stuff there. Yeah. Mm. I mean, so some you- museums, I guess, are okay. Not all museums are bad. So you wouldn't consider these 13 stolen works of precious art a great loss? No, the precious art. I don't support stealing precious art. Um, So I guess I am conflicted here. I don't know. See, I would say that I'm more pro-museum, but it sounds like Akiva goes to more museums than I do. I don't don't go to any museums. When I was a teacher, I was sort of whining to the other teachers. uh, One day when we took our kids to the museum for the whole day, one of the big New York City museums, and one of the students, a senior, came over to me. He's like, Mr. Winker, stop complaining. We're on a trip. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, fine, fair enough. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, so I'm I'm museum neutral. Museum neutral. Okay. I don't think museums uh, are open now anyway. You can yeah. probably get whatever you want out of there. Heist away. <laughs> so let me give you the details of this heist and um as I'm and then you guys can think of what you think actually went down. Okay. So um There were two security guards that were supposed to be on duty during this overnight shift. Rick Abbott was the only security guard that was um, there at 1.24 a.m. when two men who were dressed as police officers came to the museum door. So Rick Abbott buzzed in these police officers, which was actually against museum protocol. You're not supposed to let anybody into the museum um, after hours no without um, signaling the security system. Mm-hmm. So he lets these two so-called police officers in and is immediately handcuffed and arrested by these police officers. Kiva, this is and- a little bit like the plot of Home Alone. I feel like that Marvin Harry were posing as police officers and going around the neighborhood. 
It will shock you to know that Home Alone was on in this very house just two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> like Are, you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? I wasn't watching. Kiva? Yeah, but I wasn't okay. watching, but it is on like loop here at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a good shtick to um, impersonate a police officer. It's worked before. Mm-hmm. Um, so-, so you are endorsing that for our listeners to maybe do that. Endorse police officers who are very popular also right now. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I would yeah. go so far, but yeah. in this in this case that got them into the museum. Personally, so, police officers, yeah. So they get into the museum and um at this point a second guard arrives and is also at like is also bound and arrested and they admit that they're not actually police officers, they're thieves, and this is a museum heist. Okay. So it's very we official. Have the, yeah. It's good to announce it. So at this point, we have the two guards. They're um, completely bound, and um, sub- and they're 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 bound, and they were taken to the basement per the story. And then in eighty-one minutes, the thieves move through the museum and they steal these thirteen pieces of very valuable art. Did they take um, the clothes from the museum security guards? I always like that in movies where then they tie the guys up and then they take their uniforms. That's very clever. They were already dressed as police officers, so I don't think that they needed to change into a less official kind of uniform, Um, but that would have been a good idea. I mean, they did have a costume, so that's fun, Mm -hmm. um, stealing something with a costume. Um, So these thieves go in, they get all of this precious art, they remove it to their car, and and, and escape. The next morning, um, there's the morning shift security guards come in, and they find that the, there's artwork missing. They call the police. They search the place. They find the two cards, the two overnight guards, duct taped and bound um, with handcuffs in the basement. The security tapes from the night have been destroyed. So there's no video evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then they interview the two security guards on duty to find out what happened. Um, so. This is where the story gets a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. D- despite, I the think it's interesting that- already. I'm interested. I'm interested. You're I want to know who did it. But okay. now I'm annoyed because I already know if we knew who did it, we wouldn't be talking about it. So now we're going to have to. Well, do you, what, do, is there anything about the story so far that you have any theories of the case? Maybe. Hmm. Is it an inside job? Maybe. That's hmm. what I was thinking. Because she did make pains to say, like, oh, the first security guard was there. Then maybe the second security guard, the guy was in on it or something. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Yeah. And also, there's definitely more than two guys if they're stealing this much art. That's my impression. And I'm sorry for assuming their gender. It could have been some women helping them. Actually, so they they were two men. The police, the uh-huh. the, the 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 thieves that were identified were two men, according to the um, report of these guards. Um, so some some interesting things about so that's a story that was reported. Obviously, there was no video footage. They do have. Um, some evidence that suggests that people were moving throughout, like they had some surveillance footage without faces that suggests people were moving throughout the rooms. Um, but despite the, the fact that the guards were unmasked, um, the security guards that were on duty could not provide um, a description. I'm going to talk about one of the guards in particular, the one that was there who let the thieves in. His name was Rick Abbott. So he was interviewed. He couldn't describe a, a description of what the guards looked like. Um. However, five years later, he did say that one of the thieves looked like Colonel Clink from Hogan's Heroes. So mm. um, he got some sort of retrieved memory after the fact. Only reference by Rick Abbott. 
<laughs> I thought that you guys would appreciate it because you're boomers like me. Um, I don't know Hogan's Heroes. I don't Rob, know, you know Hogan's Heroes. I mean that uh, that show aired in uh, the late '60s. So yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe they had show. reruns on. I know. Weird, I don't uh, remember. I it. know of it. I don't know anything. There's like about something it. Nazi related, right? Uh, they were men that were in a POW uh, camp. All right, sounds very classic sitcom uh, mm-hmm. daughter. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Okay, I think there's captured soldiers. Hmm. Okay, it doesn't matter. Does that probably not relevant for this particular case? No. Um. So it's a little bit strange that the security guard that Rick Abbott couldn't report, like, couldn't describe the the um the thieves. Um. It's also interesting that he let in the police officers at all because there was a protocol for um how to handle um somebody at the museum and even if it was a police officer they weren't supposed to let them in they were actually supposed to call authorities so he broke protocol so that's another inconsistency mm-hmm. um there's one security button in the whole museum and it was behind the security desk and um when so rick abbott left the security desk um obviously when the police officers came in um the thieves also left behind some valuable pieces um, that maybe a more experienced thief would have um, would have taken as part of it. So there was a Michelangelo that was left behind. So there's some inconsistencies in like whether this was a very sophisticated theft um, or whether it, there was it was more of an amateurish theft. But obviously, like any theft of this size, it takes a little bit of skill. Um, this Rick Abbott character is really interesting. Do you guys want to hear more about him? Yes. Tell me more. <laughs> so Rick Abbott was a music school dropout and sort of local Bostonian mu- musician. Um, he admitted to the police officers that he was often drunk and stoned when he was at work, but just not the night of this heist, oh. um, coincidentally. So that's good. Um and um, he uh, had done like some, there was some um, video footage of him opening and closing the door of the museum, um, which was a little bit irregular that, um, that some people thought maybe he was signaling to somebody. Um, and he had actually had visitors, which was really um, not allowed. He had had people come to the museum before that weren't supposed to be there to party with him earlier. So he did not have a pristine record as a as a security guard. Okay. Um, so that's Rick Abbott, who's the number one witness. He's actually... This has been an unsolved mystery. Now, this happened in 1990, and this has been, you know, obviously unsolved for like many, many years now. Um, and he's not under investigation by the FBI, and he's never been a person of interest despite all of these. I mean, he's been a person, but he's never been an official suspect despite all of these inconsistencies in his story. Um, the the um, suspects that have been officially investigated have been things like the Boston Mafia. Um, Whitey Bulger was one of the suspects. Um, other like known um, art thieves have been investigated, but there's no current ongoing um, person that they think is likely to have done it. But they haven't investigated Rick Abbott in um, a number of ye- in many many years. Um, so do you? 
what are you guys thinking at this point? What is your thoughts about this, um, about, about Rick and this story? Um, do you think that he's the type of person who could pull off a heist of this magnitude? You know what I always wonder, wonder Rob, with the, with the art heists? Yeah. How, what is the, what is the resale value for like clearly stolen pieces? Like these are very famous artworks that like any, anyone worth their salt in the art world will know like, oh, that Monet was stolen. You know what I mean? Like, Right. It has to it has to damage the value like even if well, you hold on to it. Not for anything. For okay. So let's say somebody uh you know rips off the Mona Lisa and then mm-hmm. I get it like second hand. No, mm-hmm. like I want to put it up in my house every time somebody comes to my house they're going to say, "Hey, wait, isn't that the Mona Lisa?" Like, yeah, what right. do you think? Right. Like, get the naked stuff. Why do you have 10,000 pieces of Laffy Taffy surrounding the Mona yeah, Lisa? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. yeah, it's a great question. Like, what do you do with this stuff? How do you make money off of this? How do you monetize it? Um, obviously, if these works were like being trafficked around, like somebody mm-hmm. would notice it. On the dark net. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do with hot art. I wonder if there's a dark net museum where like they can't resell oh. them, but they could they could sort of sell, pri- you know, sell private admission. It's in like Bulgaria and you just go there and it's like all the great stolen works, they buy them and you get like, it's the world's greatest museum. Mm-hmm. They've got, you know, tons of, of uh, art from everybody that's just stolen. But who are the guards at the Black Market <laughs> Museum? That's a good question. That's a good question. But there's some the shady the characters. Best. There's probably, I mean, I'd say everyone involved in the Bulgarian Art Museum is probably pretty shady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, so I mean, th- and that's a good question. Like, where where would this art be today? They have um the museum has a ten million dollar reward for anybody who has any information about the um about lead that could lead to the art's recovery. Um, and this is a, that's like the largest amount of m- reward money that's been ever yeah. offered by a private institution. So, um, if anybody listening to Renap has any information regarding the Gardner heist, um. You might want to collect on that. Okay. Um, so can I ask some uh, questions about uh, Mr. Abbott? Did, yeah. Did he ever do. get prosecuted for his uh, for any potential involvement in this case? He was never prosecuted for involvement in this case. No. Even though he was interviewed, he was never officially a suspect and he wasn't prosecuted. So here's what I'm wondering with uh, this situation. I'm wondering if Rick Abbott, he sounds like a little bit of a, uh, he's a person that is a known person who drinks at work, uh, is uh, showing up for work under the influence of drugs. Is it possible? Is he sort of just like a patsy where he has like Mm. run into some people where maybe does he owe money to some tough customers who are able and capable of pulling off a heist like this, they just need him to open the door. Right. It seems, so it seems unlikely that he's the mastermind behind the whole thing. Right. But could he have been like, could it have been an inside job? And in so much as like, he was, you know, facilitating this for somebody else. Yeah. Basically like, uh, Hey, you should go, you know, come to the museum one night when I'm working, you can steal everything and get away. <laughs> it's like if your friend works at a restaurant, but for, you know, million dollar paintings. <laughs> right yeah I'll just get you whatever you want mm-hmm. um what do you think the likelihood is so that's the need verdict question is was this an inside job um so i guess that the things that you're considering now is that maybe he was a patsy and he um you know was he opened the door and did the signals um but didn't necessarily 
mastermind the whole thing. Do you think that there's any chance that this guy is just, um, you know, dopey security guard who um, had an unlucky night? Hmm. It's very possible. Like, there's no reason why a dopey security guard couldn't have had like some sort of past. Um, I do. I do wonder also. Like, I don't know. I, I really respect the guys who never speak. You know, thirty years later, like this guy's involved, but he's never squealed. I, I respect that guy. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It's also the question, like, if you are trying to pull off like the biggest art heist in history, like, do you count on this guy to be part of your plan? Yeah. You know, is is this is this the person that you want to let in on it? Um so that's another thing to consider. It seems like the FBI has determined that he's too incompetent or foolish to have been mm-hmm. a key part of this. Um but there's just too many things in this case that I think it's it's hard to completely dismiss that he had any role whatsoever. So another question I have is, how is this different from most other art heists? Are most other art heists conducted in a uh, much more different manner where nobody would ever let the police in or something that is like a boy? This is really bizarre, other than the fact that he let people in and then was, uh, you know, a known drinker. I mean, what is the really uh, compelling evidence against him that he doesn't remember what the uh, thieves look like? Yeah, I think that the the it's a good question, Rob. So it's like it's not enough just to say that this guy is kind of a shady figure. Is there evidence that he did that there was anything about this heist that was unusual? Um, I guess that the thing there's one thing um, that it looks like there's one room. That the only so the 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 works were stolen from I think three different rooms in the museum and there's one room where the only footsteps that they've located in that room last night were Abbott's during his security mm-hmm. patrol and there were works that were missing from that room so there's other rooms where there's evidence that there were um, other people like the thieves were in there taking the art um, but there's one room where there's missing art where the only footsteps um, that they've been able to identify are Abbott's so that's like I think the one thing that would point to um, if works were missing from that room um, you would have to find a way to get them out of there and it only looks like Abbott could have been the one to do it so they think that he was potentially helping the people who were uh, robbing the museum that could be true. And then if that's the case, it kind of calls the validity of his whole story into question. Mm-hmm. And what does the other security guard say? Does the other mm-hmm. security guard think that there was anything suspicious? So I haven't found a lot of information about that security guard um, in my research. It doesn't look like that per- was ever a person of interest. I didn't find any interviews with that individual. I think I did see his name at some point, but... um there's I, the, there was the determination that neither of the security guards were very professional um, and that this um, museum for having work of its value didn't have a sophisticated enough um, security operation. But I didn't get any other information about see any other interesting information about that. Hmm. OK. And what's happened with uh, Rick Abbott? Does he seem to be living like a very luxurious lifestyle maybe too luxurious for a museum security guard retired for 30 years and did he ever get another gig as a museum security guard after this or was this the end of the line you gotta think that this it would be hard to get a reference after something like this Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, he is. Um, he's still around. I know he maintains his innocence. He's living a very modest lifestyle. I found pictures of him on the internet. Um, he still has really long curly hair. He sort of is, uh, you know, kind of a, finds it a bit of a nuisance that this has followed him so far. But he's is he on cameo? I don't know. I didn't look that up. What would, hmm. what would the cameo from this guy, Rick, be for us, Rob? We were doing like that cameo game. <laughs> what see. do you want from Rick? Um, I think he'd be talking about like, uh, hey, this is Rick. And, uh, you know, uh, I just want to wish you a very happy birthday. Hope that you get all of the priceless pieces that you've been hoping for. <laughs> if you're not, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Is there like a Monet in the background of his like very modest apartment? Ah, also, that's how we get him. That's mm-hmm. how we get him. Yeah, like once he's gone, it, it goes to the kids. By the way, speaking of cameos, if I could interrupt for one second, Rob. Yes, you. Since we last spoke, you got me a wonderful cameo. It was very exciting. Yes, um, the, the, I'm glad you uh, enjoyed it. I did. I uh, really liked it. Aud- yeah. Audibly laugh. Uh, Amanda, do we have do we have time for uh, yeah. a quick quick? I'd uh, love to hear it, it. It was Akiva's birthday, famously yeah. uh, last mm-hmm. Saturday on the 26th of September and we uh you know I wanted to do something nice for uh Uncle Kiwi so I uh, got him a cameo from New York Mets legend Andy Chavez who uh had a very memorable catch in the 2006 NLCS that every Mets fan thought was going to be the highlight of a lifetime, uh, which would yeah, propel still the was to one a of the highlights of my yeah. life, without question. All right, here is uh, Andy Chavez with a birthday greeting for Uncle Kiwi. Hi, Akiva. This is Andy Chavez. Rob and I want to wish you a happy birthday. I know you're a big Mets fan, and you are pushing fifty. <laughs> I heard you have some trouble tying your shoe, but like me, you never drop the ball. Forget about the master. It's karate time. <laughs> Forget about the mustard, baby. It's karate time. <laughs> yeah, you and Andy, you both never dropped the ball. And the kids thought it was Andy Chavez. Was <laughs> yeah. Um, I looked up a picture of uh, Rick Abbott. Uh, was mm-hmm. that okay? Does that ruin this if I, if oh, I look this up? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. You need, solid, all the, you need all the information possible, Rob. Yeah, let's read, let's the profile this Rick Abbott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Rick Rick Abbott. Okay. Uh, oh, this is a, what does a Grateful Dead concert have to do with the Gardner Heist? Mm. Oh, my God. Are you yeah. going to get into that? Yeah. So I did read about that. Apparently, he told the cops that the reason that he complied with the thieves was because he needed to get it over with because he had a Grateful Dead concert the next night or something that he wanted to be cooperative so that um, he could just get out of there and make sure he didn't miss his dead concert. I think that's the story. Yeah. And just to give you the picture of uh, Rick Abbott now, he is a, you know, uh, older gentleman, uh, mm-hmm. bearded, and then he has a very curly, long, yeah, very like, curly uh, like Weird Al type uh, <laughs> Yeah, weird, uh, weird, yeah Al weird Al is bad. a good comparison. Uh-huh. Yeah, Weird Al with, like, with gray hair. I, I gotta say, this guy looks like an art heister. 
I don't think he looks like an art heister. I think he looks like the kind of guy that might owe money to somebody and then say, hey, come rob my museum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he was like too high during the art heist. Um, (laughs) Also, the second link is Gardner Museum Guard wrote thesis on art heist. Do you know anything about that, Amanda? No, I didn't see that. I didn't read that. That's a little sketchy, honestly. Let's Hmm. see. And none of the art has been recovered. Do they normally recover the art? I think sometimes it pops up. Not like all of it, but it's like, you know, pawn, pawn shops, but for like millionaires. They, it's right. pretty shocking. It's never been recovered to me. That means it's... Yeah. Look. Like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. The, the most recent time that something sort of popped up about this is that um, in 1994, they got an anonymous letter that from somebody saying that they knew the location of the art and they asked for $2.6 million to help return it. And the museum paid that $2.6 million. But then the, um, the whoever the letter writer was kind of chickened out and got concerned. Whoa, that, that might be crazier than the original story. Hmm. They got duped for two point six million and didn't even get the location of the art. That's they nuts. didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got catfish. I'd have to imagine <laughs> that the people in charge of this art museum have been replaced at this point. <laughs> like the leadership there is very questionable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it the same guy who wrote the check for the two point six mil? Like, how they even have money left? Yeah, I got to be honest though. If I was a guard in an art museum, somebody comes in like, "Hey, we're stealing all the art." Like, mm-hmm. Have at it. What do Go I? Go ahead, good sir. I'm not going to get <laughs> yeah. killed over this Monet. Yeah, I'm making you know six dollars an hour here. As yeah, night shift on the yeah, museum. You're lucky, right? Yeah, right. Have at it. Just don't kill me. I got a Grateful Dead concert to go to tomorrow. Wasn't his art. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It seems suspicious, but uh, that do you think Grab ever said to them like? Guys, like, steal whatever you want, but like, I have a really important concert tomorrow night, and I'm I'm annoyed. I'm going to be like being questioned by the police all day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it ever came up with them. Yeah, is he on social media, Rick Gardner, or Rick, Rick, uh, Rick Abbott. Abbott? Rick Abbott. That's a good question. Let's look, let's see if he's on Twitter. Is it like OJ, where he's like winking to it? Mm-hmm. Rick Abbott. Most recent tweet. Nope. You're really going to tell me Rick Abbott didn't facilitate the Gardner Museum heist? Yeah. Oh, people are talking about it. People are talking about it. Hmm. The patron saint of every deadhead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They ha- they have his back, and so yeah, we don't have any uh, like. There's no reveal of that. Uh, you're going to tell us what really happened. No. The so the the I chose these cases because I thought that They're you open-ended. two were going to be the ones to finally um, weigh in and come up with the definitive verdict. So. Um, my question is, you know, is this an inside job? Was Rick Abbott involved? Um, Robin Akiva, do you feel like you have the evidence needed to convict Rick Abbott of the greatest uh, museum heist in world history? I think that he uh, had some involvement, but I don't think that he was uh, masterminding this thing. Yeah, I, I definitely think, don't think know. I definitely don't think he's the mastermind. It doesn't seem that like there's any evidence afterwards, you know, such as him living lavishly or anything like that. Um, it's possible he got paid off. I'm going to guess no. I think the simplest solution is always the easiest for something like this, and I think like he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it is amazing. Props to the thieves that that really have not only never been caught, but the art hasn't popped up. It's probably like who knows where in a basement somewhere. But uh, now nah, I'm going to say not guilty to, for Rick Abbott. Hmm. 
I mean, it depends on on what the charges are. I think that I I would convict him on the charge of being involved, but I don't think that he was the person that put this uh, hatched this plan. What do you think, Amanda? Yeah, Um, you know, I, I when I was first looking into this, I thought, oh gosh, it's it's this. It doesn't make sense that this guy wasn't involved at all. That he didn't have, you know, some he was he you know probably he they they got. They got their hooks in him some way and they told him you got to do this. And he went along with it. He probably got duped. I'm sure he wasn't even paid very much money for whatever role he played. But I, I think I was leaning towards Rob's side, but as I'm going over this, I do think that it is possible that, um, you know, he just made a few boneheaded moves that night. It's not outside of the realm of possibility. Um, you think that maybe the art thieves were like at a dead show, saw a guy that was like totally <laughs> wasted, started talking to him like, hey, what do you do? It's like, yeah, I work at a museum. This guy has so much <laughs> art. It's so great. It's like, oh, what nights do you work? Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> and then they just showed up. Could be. It's possible. So, 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 so we're saying that like, you know, maybe not, not, not guilty to a little guilty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is an official legal designation. That's I think not so. I yeah, okay. I think that is official. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not medium guilty. Okay. No, look, the case, like, I'm definitely you know up for googling that afterwards. See maybe if I could crack the case. Seems like he's yeah. made some podcast appearances. There, there are podcasts about this, um, this case. I haven't heard him interviewed. I don't think that he's like thrilled that this is following mm. him throughout his yes. whole life. But and it looks like he's definitely been interviewed. Really by, overshadowed um, the rest of his work. <laughs> um, Do you think he wants okay. to be known for something else? <laughs> yes. Like what? <laughs> um, his, his own okay, podcast. Well, we can, yeah. We can move on to case number two. If yes. you guys are ready yes. to hear our second It would be case. funny okay. though, if he comes on a podcast and, and, and they just ask him a hundred questions about the art ice is like, don't you want to? Don't you want to hear about like the you know the ebook I wrote in 2011 about like a you know a murder mystery or something? Like he's like Monica Lewinsky style. Like I, you know she'll come on the Jimmy Kimmel show, but she won't talk about Clinton. Mm-hmm. Maybe you guys could get him as a guest on the mailbag. <sighs> but what yeah, would he he's going to want to talk that about. Would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think he could take that we would be upset about? Hmm. What would the Renap Heist look like? <laughs> oh, if he's going to steal steal the, 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 the greatest the wheel. podcast. What if he stole the wheel? Oh my fish god! Fishball, maybe. I guess it's really more of a physical object. He could steal the diaper. Mm-hmm. The yeah, he steal the diaper. I think the fishball would be annoying. It would be like, do we really want to recreate it, or should we just randomize it going forward? We might just randomize it. Mm-hmm. Buy a whole new fishbowl with fifteen ping pong balls. I don't know. It sounds like a lot of work for Rob. Yeah, probably wouldn't have him as a babysitter, right, Uncle Kiwi? He does not pass the babysitter <laughs> test, Rick. That I will. That I'll agree with. Because yes. even if he's not doing anything, the door is going to be wide open for anybody who wants to take whatever. Yes. Amanda, are you a big true crime nut? I wouldn't say that I'm a like I'm like as as Akiva said, like I feel like the true crime uh genre has like really exploded and I'll like follow the most um you know, whenever there's like um the thing on Netflix that like everybody's watching, I'll usually want to check mm-hmm. that out and I definitely followed Serial. Um, when I was getting the cases ready, I listened to a lot of my favorite murder and other true crime podcasts. But I'm not somebody who just wants to, you know, consume that stuff endlessly. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Rob? 
I think I would be a casual. I think I sort of have like followed mm-hmm. like the uh, the serials and the making a murderer and right. the Tiger King and stuff like that. I feel like if it's sort of like a mainstream pop culture, I'll, I'll check it out and I enjoy it, but I tend to not get into it sort of recreationally. Okay, so I'll move on to our second case right now. And um, this case is called Sonic Attack on the U.S. Embassy. Oh, Ooh. yes, yes. Are you familiar with this case, Rob? Yes. What is this in uh, Cuba? This was Cuba. Yes. Yes. But I don't know how it ends, so I'm excited. Yeah. So this was in 2017. So this is a recent case. Um, and a number of Americans working at the U.S. Embassy in Havana began to complain that they were hearing strange noises um, outside of their homes where they live. So it started with one of the U.S. diplomats and then um, his next door neighbor who also worked at the embassy had the same complaints. And they said that these noises were mechanical sounding and they were sort of high pitch. Um, Several months later, there was a third staffer who had the same experience. So, um, like after time, it was basically everyone in the embassy was talking about this strange sound that they were hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of these diplomats started to get sick and they reported that they were having symptoms like memory loss and mental fogginess and hearing problems and headaches. Um, And um, all the symptoms had a sudden onset. So the way that the um, diplomats explained this is they would have They'd start to hear this grating noise um, that sounded like it was coming from what kind of noise? Their homes, a grating noise. Grating noise, yeah. Grating. Um, and some of them said that they even experienced something that felt like pressure or vibration, something that they could feel. Um, like like uh, somebody described it as driving a car with the window partially rolled down. You know that sound. Um, and um, and then after. That ex- and after having that hearing that sound, they would start to experience these symptoms. Um, hmm. I chose. I thought I chose this case in particular because this actually intersected with my career a little bit. These diplomats were brought to um, University of Pennsylvania when I was um, a postdoc there to be evaluated for brain injury, um, and I'm a, in the sports related concussion, um, mild TBI, and um, traumatic brain injury field. And they thought that this might be something like the blast concussions that um people tend to experience in the military so um these they were evaluated for the sonic attack Hmm. um so the diplomats these diplomats come back to the u.s they're evaluated um by all of these you know fancy doctors from the u.s government and from um you know ivy league medical schools and um they you then then after those reports it led to the US government accusing Cuba of um of 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 basically this um this um of 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 attacking of of doing some kind of um you know sonic attack on their on their diplomats that this was like a targeted act of aggression from Cuba to the US um there were like these Diplomats were studied, you know, extensively. There's um, all of these um, reports in medical journals about their symptoms and they got brain scans and all of this stuff um, and lots of possible explanations for what could have caused their symptoms. So um, 
some some people have said that it could be microwave um, pulses or um, radio frequency radiation. Um, there's a lot. There's been a lot of speculation, um, and and this kind of started to snowball. And people started describing this as Havana syndrome, and there's like was this concern that there was this kind of new method of warfare. Um, that was where the story sort of stood, and then um, some months later, somebody um, had a recording that they made in Cuba of the um, of these sounds, and they posted Don't it. Don't listen to it on, on YouTube. <laughs> it's like the ring. But before I go further, what do you guys think so far of this? Like, what do you think of this um, this charge that yeah. like, this whole story? Like, do you have any do you have any theories at this point in the case? So, just as a point of clarification, uh, what was the time frame on on this? Like, when, when did this happen? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, I, yeah. I do remember it being in the news, but uh, hey, uh, a lot of the news is a blur. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Amanda. Yes. <laughs> so. No, this is very interesting. Uh, I I, rem- I do remember uh, th- when this was reported in the real time. Yeah. And do you remember anything else about the case? Do you remember um, like what uh, what was your impression from the time of what was going on? No, it sounded very mysterious that uh, a bunch of different people were experiencing the same sort of symptoms. And that was uh, right. going on in Cuba, which is a place that the United States does not have like the best relations with. So... Uh, it was very mysterious. I think there, there's definitely foul play here. So you're suspecting foul play. And what do you what do you think, Akiva? I do remember there was a China connection because this did happen at uh, the American embassy in China also. I think maybe even before the Cuban embassy, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, I did. Re- yeah, I did read about that, but I'm not as familiar with that case. So I don't know if it was. Sh- so th- that was shady. The fact that it happened twice leads me to believe it's more likely to be a real thing also. To be a real thing, yeah, and this mm-hmm. is, and they've, yeah, so they've called this the uh, Havana syndrome. It has very similar effects to concussion. People suspect that it could be cause brain damage. The interesting wrinkle that came out, I think it was at least a year later, was um, there was leaked recordings that somebody made in Cuba um, that um, the, uh, of the sound. So I think it was one of the staffers had um, recorded this because they were having this strange experience and they recorded it and posted it in YouTube. And um, the sound, like before they had this audio recording, they just had people's descriptions of what it was. And some people had called it, um, you know, like they called it this grating sound or the other descriptions I said about like the windows down in your car. Um, but then some experts, some zoologists um, who saw the YouTube video um, said, oh, this is crickets. Like this is not, uh, this is this is just a cricket sound. This isn't any sort of nefarious, unusual sound. And then a lot of other people corroborated it. Um, so now there's this big question of is this, um, was this kind of like a mass hysteria effect where people heard the sound and had these kind of nonspecific symptoms um, or, you know, could there, there have actually been a sonic attack? Look, crickets are annoying, but they're not that annoying. So you're I, I, thinking, I mean, Rob, that it's not that, that, that maybe this YouTube recording was a cricket sound, but that you think that there was something more serious going on. Yeah. 
I, I don't think that this was uh, crickets. Although there was a cricket attack in my studio yesterday that my uh, <laughs> son was in here playing a video game and then I heard him just screaming. And then I said, uh, "What?" I was going to get mad. I was going to yell at him because uh, why are you just screaming playing the video game? And there was a giant cricket that had invaded the studio. Oh, maybe he needs to be evaluated <laughs> by... Um... <laughs> <laughs> by a fancy and he is school. having trouble remembering things like all the rules <laughs> at my house so maybe this is the thing <laughs> like all of the rules that i make he can't remember yeah. any of them so that's convenient i don't know i don't think what it was do a cricket th- attack you don't think you don't think it was a cricket attack what do you think akiva I think it's real. I am prone. Do you remember the 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 ex reliever Billy Koch, Rob? Yes. So he had a disease that him and his old family, I think it was called Morgellons, where they claim they have it and like it was affecting their life. And there's thousands of people who said they have it, but it doesn't exist. Hmm. Like every doctor ever, you know, says it doesn't exist. There's no info on what happened to him actually online. I did search for this a year or two ago. He has no imprint on online since these articles came out like a decade ago, and. Um, I, so part of me thinks like, yeah, it, it becomes one of these things where someone says it has it. And then the other person's like, oh yeah, I have that too. And then it, then it, it sort of is, becomes a tidal wave. But the fact that it's happening two different places and there's so many different people lead, led me to believe that there's something actually going on with these rays Yeah, at an embassy, at an embassy, Both yeah, times. very specific. Exactly. Right. right. So the alternate theory that Akiva hinted at is that there's this idea that this could be some kind of like mass hysteria um kind of psychogenic what they would call a response where like people um you know one person suggests that they're having this experience and then other people start to worry about that and by worrying about it they sort of manifest the symptoms so it like the it becomes sort of contagious by one person kind of spreading their concern to other people mm-hmm. and then people sort of report oh yeah I'm hearing the same thing and I'm feeling the same thing and it sort of snowballs I think a lot of us this- can relate to that in 2020 <laughs> Right, right. There's a lot of that kind of uneasy feeling going around. So, um, so that's the alternative hypothesis is that somebody heard crickets and got nervous about it, got anxious, started to feel these nonspecific, vague symptoms. And then that sort of power of suggestion spread throughout the embassy to everybody having that report. So this is still very controversial. Um, you actually have, you know, people, you know, doctors on both sides who are saying we think that there's some actual effects on the brain. Um, other doctors saying we think that this is, you know, just um, more of a psychosomatic experience. So this is my question for you. The need a verdict is there? Um, was there a sonic attack on our Cuban diplomats, or was this just crickets? I think a sonic attack. I think it was on attack. The question is, did it come from Cuba or is it a third party like China? Mm. That's where I'm leaning. Because why would, if China did it, like why, I don't know the order, but I, I think maybe like it's them in both places or, or coordinated of some kind. So you guys are both in agreement here that there was definitely, um, there was definitely uh, intent here and uh, bad actors afoot that um, attacked our our diplomats. I think that I actually lean the other way. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. I'm sort of, so, you know, I think that like, um, the types of symptoms that they described are things that, um, you know, can be kind of vague and caused by a lot of different things. Um, so I do think that's exactly the type of thing that would be pretty prone to the power of suggestion. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's a reason it was a good, 
case because I think that it's it's still very mysterious. So, well, we're, but we've solved that. This is Rob and Akiva need a verdict. This mm-hmm. is Dr. Case Amanda closed. need a verdict. So case closed. Right. Now, has anybody <laughs> else ever experienced something like this because of crickets before? So I think that the suggestion isn't that the crickets caused the, the symptoms, but just that the people um, sort of attributed uh, you know, symptoms to having heard these crickets and it's kind of a coincidence that, that, you know, whatever that sound is, but I guess that, you know, as we're talking about it, like it just seems, it does seem unlikely that these people wouldn't have been able to recognize the sound of crickets at all, that they would describe the sound in so many different ways. If it was something that is kind of pretty familiar, right? Like most people have heard what Mm -hmm. a cricket sound sounds like. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe you're convincing me. <laughs> and there's been no updates because this was like a mystery a couple of years ago. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure they've studied a lot and stuff. I'm surprised that they haven't nailed down an answer. Maybe they haven't. We don't know it. Yeah. So, I mean, the I guess that the thing is that we don't know that the sound that was captured, the only the only recordings that we have is like, you know, fully has, you know, given enough information for us to characterize the sonic phenomenon. But I do know that, you know, as of, the most recent papers that I've read on this that are, you know, up to the last year is there's still arguments on both sides. Um, but I do think that there's a large part of the scientific community that is skeptical that there was a sonic attack. Um, but at least there, there are still people who are defending that they think that there's yeah. um, some objective evidence that, um, that these people had some neurological experience that mm-hmm. was probably caused by something in their environment. Yeah, uh, it looks like I'm in Googling about this, uh, that uh, I'm seeing stuff about uh, pesticide is uh, could have been what caused the Havana syndrome. Right. So there's like, so people are looking into other different environmental causes, like could it have been a chemical in the air? Um, and so that's another question is that, you know, maybe it wasn't the sound, but maybe it was something else and that the sound is sort of a red herring. Hmm. Okay. I just the fact that it happened in two places, you know, like I said, sometimes simple solution is the easiest one. I almost think the simple solution here is like that they were, you know, actually doing something. I wonder if we ever responded also. Like, I wonder if they know, like the US government knows, like, all right, they were trying something, but then we like tried to sonic them back or something. Mm. Hmm. Maybe our go- maybe um, maybe there is like you know some top secret intelligence here that we're not privy to that would make this all clear. Yeah, I don't know if we'd know if, if the right answer anyway. Right, I'm no conspiracy right. theorist, but I think in this case it, there, there's not a lot of positive. Uh, there's there's no real reason to let the public know what happened here. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you guys are you saying that bad if it was bad, and then you but make the crickets the- are innocent. I'm not, I wouldn't want to like charge the crickets with with you know like giving them brain damage or anything. I, I I'd let them go free. Yeah, I'm anti cricket. <laughs> not a fan. Character cricket Just in general, done. or in, in this specific case? No, uh, in general, in general, I was. There aren't lucky. a lot of people who are pro crickets, right? Yeah, I was. Crickets able to... are bad for podcasting. I'd imagine they were bad oh, for sure. podcasting. People... And then you my make a bad son, joke and then there's like crickets. Yeah, that's, crickets. that's, no, that's right. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, my son, when there when there was a cricket was here in this room, that he was like jumping. Forget the cricket jumping all over the place. My son was jumping all over the place and just like not like knocking down like a bull in a china shop, like destroying this room to try to get away from the cricket. 
Did he no. get? Did he catch the cricket? I got it. I had to take you care the of it. <laughs> I caught the cricket. <laughs> did you set? Did you set it free no, out, in the, uh, no. out in the wild? No. So I set it uh, free of this world. Okay. okay. Spiritually, okay. it's free <laughs> to move on to the next life. Do you think it's in cricket heaven or was it a bad so. cricket? I think so. Okay. It wasn't a noisy it, it cricket. Wasn't, it yeah. wasn't Jiminy cricket. Yeah. No. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, we solved that one, so that's great. We're, yeah. mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're really ticking them off here. Um, so the third case that I'm going to discuss with you today is called the Glitter Industry Mystery. And have you two heard about this, the, the Glitter Industry Mystery? I have mystery? not. I'm uh, famously anti-glitter. I was going to ask about your experience with glitter. Yeah. So I hate is this glitter. better or worse than slime? Uh, boy, um, it's better <laughs> in general, but uh, sometimes it's glitter slime. That's also a thing. That's true. Although yeah. I feel like that the uh, slime is a little more self-contained, uh, especially the, right. the, the, the glitter is you have a mishap with glitter. Yeah. You're never coming back from that. You have to move. <laughs> That's it. So is a, are, are, do you have a no glitter policy in your house, Rob, or does glitter sometimes infiltrate? I have a no glitter policy, but I do okay. feel like it has infiltrated the house. <laughs> How about you, Akiva? Do you have strong feelings about glitter? I hate it, but there is a lot of glitter here. Like one, one time one of the kids like opened something up and I still find it on articles of clothing like a year later. Yeah. Once you let the glitter in, there's no way to let it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and have you heard about this glitter industry mystery? I have not. No, this I, is news no, to I have me. no idea what we're going to talk about. Okay. Okay. Great. So, um, this is a case that, um, this is like one of the, um, this is one of the hot topics on the unsolved mysteries subreddit. Um, and this was spurred by, um, this uh, New York Times Magazine article that came out in um, the end of December in 2018, where um, it was supposed to be a piece on the glitter industry, and it featured this particular factory, the Glitter X Glitter Factory, and um, it wanted to, this um, journalist wanted to get into, you know, what how is glitter made, um, what is it, what is it used for, and um, there was somewhat surprisingly in the course of um, that piece. Um, the interviewer uncovered something that really sparked people's interests. Um, and um, they were interviewing, they were getting a tour of the factory and they were interviewing um, about different things and just asked, you know, what is GlitterX's biggest market? And the representative of the GlitterX factory said, oh, I absolutely can't tell you that. And um, hmm. the interviewer pushed a little bit more um, and said, you know, Things like, um, you know, I can't tell you. They don't want anybody to know it's glitter, um, you know. And so they, it was. It, they kind of left it very vague and mysterious, and um, it, that was enough to kind of get the internet sleuths going wild about, you know, what could this largest purchaser of glitter actually be if it's not something that would be obvious to us? Hmm. Hmm. That's strange. All right. So do you? Do you have any guesses or thoughts about things that would like warrant well, this level of secrecy? Uh, I feel like the uh, maybe the uh, exotic dance industry. I might be mm. a big consumer of the glitter. That's a good. That's a good theory. I did read something about that, and um, while that is a purchaser of glitter, there's um, it's 
generally thought that that's not going to account I don't know for if they buy such it a on large industrial level right. or if uh, each exotic dancer is responsible for their own <laughs> glitter. I think that the idea is that even like the, the scale of use would not yeah. account for to be actually make up the largest yeah. share of yeah. the glitter. I mean, market. it's weird. I, I feel like that there's sort of like two ends of the spectrum for glitter use. Uh, you know, there's like sort of the, <laughs> the, 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 the that that far end. And then there's kindergarten. I, I feel like right. that there's very, right. <laughs> very two different uses uh, with the glitter. Everything comes full circle. Full circle. Yeah. yeah. Was, like, <laughs> the circle of glitter. I don't know who else uses glitter. Oh, maybe it's uh, that whole, uh, you know, uh, CD gender reveal industry. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that's is, that a, is that a technical industry, though? Like, is that an industry that she would really classify like on its own? Mm. Versus the guy that's really individual buyers, probably, right? Mm. Yeah. There's not know. like a gender reveal wholesaler that's like suiting all of your gender reveal needs. I don't mm-hmm. know. So yeah, I have an idea. Yes, you do. Well, first, of all, first of all, the New York City Department of Ed, maybe just like the biggest school district, buys the most glitter. I don't mm. know for like art projects, but I think so. So where is this information coming from that that uh, this mystery industry is buying all the glitter? Well, this was it came from this you know this specific this interview with a representative of Glitter X about right. what their biggest market right. is. Right. So I think she's just a liar who's just trying for attention. That's my that's my point. oh. That I that's think she's being mysterious yeah. for like, oh, you wouldn't know. Like, yeah, that's how you, that's how you, you know, drum a business, baby. You, uh, you, you have a mystery, like, oh, so we're talking about it on a podcast. Yeah. 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 We would not be talking about glitter if, you know, their number one supplier was to like, you know, uh, Party City or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it has to, so, you know, she's the, the, the spokesperson here is really just, uh, you know, trying to zag here when, when. Right. Right. Okay. That's an interesting, that's an interesting thought. We'll come. Back to that. So, um, yeah, so there's been this kind of this, uh, you know, you know how the Internet can be. And people really went down a rabbit hole trying to nail down who could be this largest purchaser of glitter. And like, you know, is there something that like we really don't want to know? Like you wouldn't want to know that glitter is in it. So people talk about like toothpaste or food products, um, like paranoia that there could be glitter in these things that you really wouldn't want to be having glitter in. and a little bit about like the glitter industry. Apparently, this is like a very closed industry. It started in glitter was invented in New Jersey, which is my home state in 1934. And New Jersey is basically glitter central of the whole world. Um, so whenever you're cursing the glitter in the carpet of your home, then you can probably rest assured mm-hmm. that it came from New Jersey at some point. Um so that's a hotbed of glitter manufacturing in the U.S. Glitter is like a very lucrative business and they kind of keep all of their industry secrets to the point where you can't even find out like how these glitter machines work. Um, they're very secretive about that. And um, What is one a glitter the, machine? Uh, that is the thing that produces the <laughs> glitter? Yeah, and I think that what they do is they like cut up pieces of plastic and stuff like I think it's just basically cutting up like metal and plastic into little pieces I think that that's what glitter is but apparently like the machines produce different grains and like fineness of glitter you have your like chunky glitter and you're really like sandy glitter so there's apparently lots of trade secrets in how these glitter machines work Mm. But aren't there like many companies that make glitter? Like, wouldn't one of them leak or or non-American company possibly? Like, why are they all bound to the secret? That's to me, that's the scam here. 
Well, this is about the one. Yeah. So this is particularly this mystery is about this one company, Glitter. But if you, Amanda, were a CEO of the second biggest glitter company besides behind what's it, Glitter X or something? Yeah. You would know. You'd probably even leak it. Like, oh yeah, it's the Department of Defense. It's you know school district. Area fifty one. You would area fifty one. Aliens hate glitter. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) adult. You know, an adult uh, dance club. Um, you would know who was. uh, Here's here's my guess. If it's a real thing. Yeah. What if there's glitter in like McDonald's food? And of course they wouldn't want us to know. I was going to say, is there glitter in Subway bread? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably more likely. It has to be one of the big food chains. Is that one of the like twenty one grains in the? Oh yeah, 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 very grainy. Yeah, that, you nailed it. I think it's not McDonald's. I think it's Subway. They're they they're capable of literally anything. <laughs> well, so is there like? Would you? Where do you think the? Do you ever look in your you know Subway hoagie roll and identify something that could be glitter, or you think it's something we don't even know that it's there? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm not. I'm not sure uh, if it's in there, but I think that it's definitely uh, a study of uh, what's go- what's going on in there. I do think that there is some research being done into this. <laughs> They're looking into it as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So these are good. These are good guesses. Um, you know, some of the like so some of the things we know that glitter is used for commonly, in, in addition to like when you just buy the arts and crafts glitter, um, it's in toys. It's in cosmetics that we know about. Um, there's a lot of glitter in paint. So in um, automotive paint, for example, there, there, the anything that looks really shiny mm-hmm. in the sun uh, that's kind of laden with glitter. Um, that's not that's supposedly not Glitterex's um, number one buyer because they are they've investigated these different automotive paint companies and sort of ruled that out. Um, but um, the the theories that the Reddit has spun is that there's some secret military purpose, of course, right? Anytime you have some conspiracy theory, there's going to be some secret military purpose. And um, people have speculated they could be micro tags for explosives so that like if there's an explosion, you can sort of trace where it came from. That's one of the theories. Um, Food is another theory, like you guys said, yeah. that there's something gross no, that glitters in. You could find them uh, almost everywhere. Seeds, baby! <laughs> oh, no. Jordan needs to <laughs> send. Oh, wow. See, I did send Jordan Kalish a picture of my everything bagel recently. <laughs> yes, I saw that. Yeah. He was very <laughs> underwhelmed. <laughs> sure. Another day, yeah. another morning, another bagel. <laughs> Um, seeds are really, you know, nature's glitter. If you think about it, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> now I'm imagining Jordan with a Tupperware of glitter at his house. Also, <laughs> should ask him about Gl- that. Glitter, baby. Seeds, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what do you think so about funny. an everything donut, but with uh, glitter and sprinkles, Uncle Kiwi? I think you. I don't know if you could swallow like a lot of glitter. Honestly, it would be so I, gross. I don't think you. I don't think you want to do that. I, yeah, we do not I, endorse that. That do not TikTok that this week, Nicole. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure my kids have uh, swallowed a non-trivial amount of glitter sure. in their day. Yeah, but pro- hopefully, like a little bit at a time. You know, not yeah. like a whole clump at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay, so these are these are very good these are very good theories. So um the the 
Nita, so the, so like I said, there's a lot of speculation. There's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of confirmed yeah. um leads here. Like there have been um different journalists yes. who have like taken this up and tried to like actually call different industries and find out are you buying from Glitterx? Are you buying from Glitterx? So, so some things have been ruled out. Um, but my need a verdict question for you is sort of what um, Uncle Keedy came upon. Was this just like some sort of um, is it, it, is there is there really nothing there? Was this just some sort of um, comment put out there to drum up interest in the glitter industry? And there is no um, glitter mystery after all. Hmm. Yeah, to me, it's all PR. But what does what does Rob think? <laughs> good, good question. I know. I think that there is something to this. I, I wonder maybe that some other uses of glitter, maybe should they at the Gardner Museum, should they have <laughs> coated all of the precious works of art? Just put all glitter on the back of them. Glitter bomb. They could have steal wow. the art. Yes, glitter bomb. you get glitter bombed and then and then we'd follow the trail of glitter to uh, wherever people are going. This right. could also have a lot of uses in contact tracing these days also. You want to find oh, out yeah. where a person is, forget like checking their phone. Uh, put, you know, People have to carry a pocket of glitter around. Yeah, if Rick, if Rick Abbott had just been covered head to toe in glitter, then we would have known that he <laughs> right. had been the one who was stealing the art. Um, well, this, I, I like that you're suggesting that this could be a good form of contact tracing. Mm-hmm. Last time I was on this podcast, you were the one who canceled handshakes. So I think that you've been really <laughs> yeah. ahead yes. of your time. And predicted a global <laughs> pandemic. So You did. Uh, yes. You did. And four years ago, I said I'd never wear a mask, but I did go back on that. <laughs> Famous anti-masker, um, mm-hmm. Akiva. Okay. I'm happy well, to hear you've come, come around, Uncle Akiva. Yeah. yeah, I've come around. Just this Good. week. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I think that there is uh, something to this. I mean, what diabolical genius would be like, uh, okay, what if we tell the media we can't tell who the biggest buyer of glitter is? That'll be, that'll really get the lamestream mm. media going. Maybe it's not like she was trying to poke the media as much as like she couldn't, you know, for a lot, a lot of businesses can say who's buying their product. And she just like tried to make it interesting instead of saying like none of your business, you know? No glitter marketing person uh, is thinking like that. Like the the brand of glitter is like happy and fun and and not like mysterious. And we can't tell you if we told you we'd have to kill you. Uh, that that mm-hmm. is not the brand of glitter. Big glitter. <laughs> um. I, well, I I don't know. I did read some. Um. I did read some on the history of the glitter industry, and apparently there is some kind of um this it's because this is such a small industry and there's just a couple of major players that that does have this um this culture of secrecy so um that could be the case but if you're so rob it sounds like you're coming down on there is some mysterious product where yes. um our glitter is going yes. and do you what yeah. do you, are you saying it's it's subway rolls is that your guess or do you hmm. have another i don't think it's food but I do wonder if it's like uh you know being used in like uh some some other product that uh necessarily like they don't want that necessar- out there that glitter is being involved. Right. So uh, even if it's something as mundane as like uh you know auto body paint like uh that doesn't sound as right. fun for the glitter industry. I, I could, of, yeah. I don't know One if it's necessarily the- nefarious. 
Yeah, one of the insider contacts suggested that it was boat paint, that that was the thing, that the, that, that was um, probably Glitterex's number one market. So that so so I think Bowling that the idea balls. that something something mundane and um and uninteresting that that could that that definitely could fly. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well that if if so 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 Rob says that um that 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 it's not that there is a mysterious glitter customer. We're going to say that it could be something a little bit more mundane. Akiva, you think it's PR? All PR. Yeah. She's All a, PR. she's a, she's a showman. What do you think, Amanda? Um, I think I think it's probably like a combination of the two that there is a major um, customer that's not that interesting, and that that making it sound interesting might have been a bit of a PR move. So I think I sort of um, agree with both of you on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love it. Okay, all right, all right. Well, what we do we saw- do? Well, solved a lot of cases today. We solved a lot of cases. Do you do you have any other cases? Those are my cases. Okay, that's that's all. Okay, uh, great. Well, job well done. I don't mm-hmm. know if we have reached any verdict, but I'm sure we will have. Congratulations a lot of feedback. on a job done. <laughs> that's from Seinfeld. It's from Seinfeld. You didn't do anything. Okay. Well, I think that there is going to be a, a lot of discussion on the Renap subreddit about all of these cases and what people think. So, looking forward to reading all of that. But Amanda, are you ready for our second course here today? Oh, I am ready. I am. I'm ready. This has been a long time coming. The Renap bot and I are very excited about this. Okay. So, what we're gonna do? Uncle Kiwi, are you ready? So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come mm-hmm. back. And then we've got a 32 ideas from the Renat bot. No, Is that six, 16, 16. 16 ideas. Uh, mercifully, 16. Mercifully, <laughs> 16 ideas. <laughs> From the Renat bot that we will listen to. And one is going on the wheel, no matter what, right? Oh, boy. Unless we veto. That's the idea. Well, it's going on the wheel. We have to veto if it comes up. True, true, true. All right. Okay. So uh, 16 ideas from the Renat bot coming up in this week's mailbag. And we'll be right back after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, here we are. Mailbag 102, a Renapbot special. All right, but Uncle Kiwi, do we have any uh, any old news before we talk about the Renapbot? Yeah, let me give you two quick updates because I'm sure we got plenty to do with the Renapbot bracket. Okay. Uh, and the second one is it, maybe people will be very excited about, but I, let's get through the, fir- the appetizer first. Uh, let's get a couple more signups this week. You can find it at on my Twitter at Kiev26 for mm-hmm. the. Am I the a-hole? The AITA uh, submissions. We had some really good ones, but let's yeah. lock in one or two more. Maybe even one where you know you and the person you're arguing with um, <laughs> come on the podcast with us. You so know, your roommate. Your we spouse. were yeah. off of trying to get submissions, and we were just going to read the Reddit. No, I think what we decided last week was like we'd get submissions, and if the submissions aren't great, we'll do the Reddit. But we got good submissions, actually. Okay, great. We we could do a little of both. Uh, we don't have a ton of great great submissions, but we do have 
uh, quality. And then the other one was Renap X, which is like a TED Talk, yes. basically, right? I love that. Uh, we did get a lot of those, um, but we need more. I think to get like to sift down and how many how many do you think we need for one podcast? I think it should be what are they? How long are the talks? Fifteen minutes? No, I think they're five minutes. Five minutes? Oh, okay. Then yeah, I think we should have at least like uh, six or seven five minutes. Okay, talks. fine. So yeah, so we have a few, but let's you know get them out there. You know, maybe and just submit yourself because even if I don't like your idea, maybe I'll like your you know the way you think, and I'll say, hey, submit something else. So it can't hurt to submit for those two. Okay, great. You can, you can find those forms on my Twitter form. Puya is running. If you have any questions, Puya is running the um, AITA, and uh, Kelly W is running the um, Kelly X Wentworth. Rock. Not Kelly Wentworth. <laughs> Kelly, literally at Kelly W D O U B L E Y O U. Okay. Um, okay, Rob. And the other big news, I just, I've been hearing rumblings, Rob. Yes. And I think Amanda is very much in this circle. She might know what we're talking about. About what you, some, you know, sometimes we'll have a big ticket item that'll come on the wheel a couple times a year. And I've been hearing rumblings the last few weeks about a podcast that I knew existed, yes. but didn't, knew nothing about and have had no, zero, um, sort of anything to do with it. Yes. And I'm talking about Robin Akiva have a musical. Yes. The Robin Akiva live musical. Mm-hmm. Or not live, but a musical. And in the last couple of weeks, I've been hearing some some rumblings. I don't know if you have also. Like, hey, I I recorded a little audio for this, or or you know, it, Jason Curtis Rivera posted a teaser on his Twitter page. I believe yes. he's a FOA, yes. a friend yes. of Amanda. Mm-hmm. And yes. I, common acronym. Sure, everyone knows that. I, and just follow, follow. right before we recorded, I got a message: the Robin Akiva musical. Is ready. Hold on, I just uh, going to spit my coffee out. Yeah, it's ready. Are you? Are are are? are do you believe it? No. Robin Akiva need a musical. After years, or or I don't know how long. I think this has how been on almost work? as long. We'll as... just play it on the podcast, or are we? I got no. I have no idea. Do we I have sheet music? I don't think we're singing. I think I think he recorded a full musical. We're going to listen to it. I think it's going to be closest to the Sleepover podcast. Well, mm-hmm. we and the, and the audience will listen and then we'll react live with JCR. And uh, I don't know. We'll take it from there. Okay. I mean, it sounds great. We don't have to do any work that week. This is fantastic. Unless we have to sing. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Listen, this is a big ticket item. It, it's, I, I'm sure it's great. He's a talented guy. And if it's not, I'm sure it'll be a spectacular failure and it'll be fun anyway. Okay. <laughs> I mean, right, I'm well, sure it'll be great. But if it's not, I'm giving him an out. Very excited. I'm a, I'm a big JCR fan. Have I you know heard it? about the musical? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've, I've heard some, so I know that it's a thing that exists and I'm mm-hmm. very excited for all of Renap to experience it. I can't, it can't, it's not one of these things, Rob, where I could say like, Hey, maybe I could like, Hey, should somebody listen just to make sure it's wheel ready? I could do that. But like, it's, you know, what's he going to do? Like re-record the whole thing. If we're like, no, we don't really like the way. No, the plot it's, is. Yeah, we're listening. No, no matter what. A hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. I don't think there's any, any, you know, but I had, Less to do with this than any other idea. I had no, no sort of, uh, and I, as I think you did too. No, like I, I did not record any audio for it. I had, I don't know if someone's going to be playing Robin Akiva on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it worked. Okay, great. So, so that that is officially on the wheel. Put it on the wheel, baby. All right, here we go. All right. Oh, up that I'm so tab. excited to be here for that historic occasion. This is of, this, of is this is huge. This is huge. Can I th- throw out one other thing before we get to the Renapot? Please. Please. 
Uh, what do you think of? Uh, and I feel like I saw this. I, I don't know where. Sometimes I just get these ideas through osmosis. I know somebody suggested. I don't have who it was in front of me. Uh, Rob Nakita had the table read where we put together some sort of a uh, a a group and we have a, some sort of a, a reading of either a TV show or a movie. I thought here's the thing. It is a good idea. I thought that that's what Frail Mary's fan fiction is going to be. Like she's no. going to write a script. It's not, it's not even a script. It's a story. No, I think it might be in script form. I'm not sure. Listen, I thought somebody was working on this. I don't because, think so. Uh, well, how about this? If it's not, let me. Can I ask Frail Mary this week? I am interested. I'm on the same page as you. There was also another idea, which was sort of a Robin Akiva like pilot, or somebody writes a story and then we read that out. Like, should should it be us centric versus like, or we're not just reading like. Two and a half men, season three, episode seven. Table why not? On the wheel, are we? Well, why not? Wouldn't that be great? I'm not sure that's great. I'm not saying it's not, <laughs> but I'm not sure it's great. <laughs> what if it's like someone wrote something really bad and we read that? That would be funny. Like a listener wrote like a movie that's not going to get produced or. or I'm just saying maybe it's something that's in the crappy movie diaper. Maybe it's, maybe we do. Maybe we prefer, read it live. All right, I'm going to say this. I'm going to I'm going to make a note to talk about this next week. I do think well, somebody had okay. at, was working on something like that. I don't think so. All right. Uh, so can I can I double if you were you reach can out double, to me? You can double 26. check. You can double. But I'm you. on the same page yeah. as you. Yeah. But what we have Amanda here. We have we have somebody who has been a uh, part of this entire journey. Let's get mm-hmm. her take on it. Yeah, she's a little nice though. She's never going to say that sucks. I don't think. But she'll <laughs> say she'll say whether it would be a good episode or not. Mm-hmm. I think wait, she'll say no matter what. But Amanda, <laughs> let us know. So the wait. So the idea is that you just are going to read a script of something that exists that's its own thing, or is it something new? We have a cast of characters. Maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe it's a season three, episode seven of a TV show. Maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe it's a movie. Maybe it's from the whoopee cushion. Maybe it's from the crappy right. movie diaper, and we perform it here on the podcast. And so you're, you're going to cast it with people from the community and everybody's going to have a role and read it on the podcast. That's right. I just, I think it has to be the right thing, Rob. I don't think it, it can just be, be a the random right thing. show. Definitely. I think, I, I do think it should be an original piece of content. That's what I would like. I'm willing to hear otherwise, but like, what if somebody wrote, like we suggested this once. I don't know if somebody isn't working on it, but we, like if somebody wrote the Robin Akiva pilot and then we acted out as a table read, and we get like the characters to play themselves. Well, maybe. maybe that could be the sequel mechanism, but I think oh, that we probably okay. need the proof of concept first. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there's too much variance there because if it doesn't right. work, it could be well, it was the script sucked. But if this mm-hmm. was where it worked, then it's like okay, well now let's do it, and now it'll be the Robin Akiva TV show. So you think we should really do a table read of an existent show? Yeah. Okay. I think if you found the right the right thing, it would have to be like kind of funny in its own right. What about like yesteryear, like a really bad sitcom. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, think- you don't want to do a drama, right? Frasier, Frasier, Frasier. Oh. Can you do? Who would you be? Who are you playing in in the Frasier? Well, table I'm like a radio host, so mm-hmm. uh, I'd be Frasier, and I guess you would be Niles. Niles. Is that Niles? Is his brother or the dog? <laughs> <laughs> the dog is named Eddie. Eddie, okay. But doesn't who's coach the, the, what's the dad's name? Um, uh, Frazier's dad, dad, dad. I, I agree with your Frazier take, by the way, Akiva. Well, not, not a big yeah. fan. Yeah, I don't know. I think that this would be. I, I think it would be fun. 
I, I do think it would be fun, but can, let me double check and make sure that we don't have something similar in the in you know with between Frail Mary and the second idea that really rings a bell. And I will Listen, table, if I will we're waiting on Frail Mary, uh, we might as well be waiting for like okay, well, keep it once maybe my kids are in college, then I'll have a lot of time Mary. to work on this project. Maybe maybe this will light a fire under Frail Mary that she sees she's getting sort of passed in the similar <laughs> idea format. Maybe mm-hmm. this week she's going to come out and really yeah. drop. I mean, well, JCR came out of nowhere and delivered. Mm-hmm. Maybe, Absolutely. Maybe Trail Mary is a week or two away. Trail Mary yeah. strikes when you least expect it. That's sure. what people say. Sure. Okay. All right. So, all right, Akiva. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, uh, we, we did a table read of a dinosaurs episode. Uh-huh. It'd be, it'd be that would be a, fun cast. That would be I would yeah. love to cast it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alf. Al. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like Alf is really the only good role in Alf. That's the only problem. <laughs> right, right. Like, we'd really have to fight over who plays Alf. We need to find a show that has, like, yeah. uh, you know, sort of like a duo at the center of at it. At least. Yeah, yeah. duo at the center, but then an ensemble cast. Like Laverne and Shirley. Oh, everyone would love you're, Laverne you're and Shirley. You're going to get so some okay boomers for that one. Do you, do you ever check, the, do you ever check like, the, um, the listens for an episode of her nap? I'd love to know, like, what the la- what the lowest listen to episode is. So, like, Laverne and Shirley Table Read can drop below that. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Look, it would be fine. I, I, like I think it would be fine. I like it. Yeah. It, I like it, but You're I don't know. You're being way too hard on this idea. No, I don't know if Laverne and Shirley is the right vehicle for it. That's all I'm, I'm saying. It, I'm not saying Laverne and Shirley definitely is. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it, a, 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 any show that has like two characters. What about I Love Lucy? Uh, I feel I feel like if we were married on the table read, mm-hmm. I feel like that that's a it's a little weird. Okay, well, I you could be we could be Ricky and Fred. And who's Lucy? Do we have a w- worldwide casting call for Lucy? That's like five episodes. Where we mm-hmm. just <laughs> <laughs> we're going. Listen, we're going daily after Big Brother ends. We we got to fill some time. Okay. All right. What's the bracket, Amanda? All right, let's get into this. Um. So I'm going to present to you these uh, this bracket of 16 Renatbot ideas. I just want to let you know like a little bit about the process for this. Yes, please. Um, so, um, you know, I've, I'm obviously following the Renatbot very closely. So um, this was a collaborative effort in, with uh, Greg Dunlap helped and Ben Martell and Dan Schiffman. Um, who is the Renatbot's uh, creator. Um, and in addition to reviewing the Renatbot's entire Twitter timeline, um, Dan also produced 60, I'm sorry, 600 never tweeted Renatbot generated ideas that we reviewed. Oh my God. Um, so this is like really enough to make a person go insane. Um, we broke up that list and reviewed them. Um, and it's, um, the criteria that we picked to have something actually land on the uh, bracket is we wanted it to be funny, but we also um, needed it to be a new idea that wasn't either, you know, in the waiting room or had already been pitched. And it had to be something that if it won, it could actually be a podcast. So some of the, you know, some of the Renatbot tweets um, are not really podcast ready and they're tough to workshop into an actual pitch. So we had to find something that was like, you know, a good idea that could actually be a podcast on the wheel. So if I'm going through this and you're like, I can't believe she didn't pick that really funny Renat bot tweet, it's probably because it couldn't be an an actual idea. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to present the tweet as is. And I, and I've come up with a workshopped idea that would be more wheel 
ready. Um, but you guys can take it in a different direction. That's totally cool. Um, and the goal when I workshop the idea and, you know, Ben and Greg helped me was that we wanted to stay as close to the Renatbot's intent as possible, but also mold it into something that could actually be uh, worthy of a podcast. Yes. And then Amanda, um, could I just also just stop down for a moment and just ask you about, you have become a caretaker of sorts to mm-hmm. the Renatbot. Can you just explain what has been the connection for you with with the Renatbot? What about the Renatbot has spoken to you so much since its creation? Um, oh, I'm so glad that you asked, Rob. Um, this has been, I think, like a real product of how quarantine is weird. And there were three and a half months when I was trapped in my house. My kids had, we had no childcare whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I just needed any sort of silliness to amuse myself. And then, you know, out of the sky, drop the Renat bot. And once I started replying to the Renat bot and then um, Dan Schiffman made it so the Renat bot only replied to me, there was like a period of time where I was the only person, or I think it was both of you and me were the only people who the Renat bot would reply to. Um, So if like, you know, my kids were screaming or dumping cereal on the floor and I didn't know what I was going to do for dinner. I had work to get done that day. I could just take out my phone and start a conversation with the Renat bot. And that really became a source of escapism and joy. Mm. Um, and I'm not going to lie, like it has had some consequences for me professionally. I've had colleagues say like, oh, so there's that Twitter bot that you're talking to. Mm. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I mean, that, we're, put, we're putting that up there, out there in the world. But um, I've just decided to roll with it. Um, my husband thinks the Renat bot is creepy. He's on the record uh, with that. And there was one night, actually, I was putting my kids to bed and I left my phone out and Dan Schiffman started DMing me from the Renat bot. And uh, Nathan picked up my phone and saw that the Renat bot was in my DMs. And I think well, it did, to be fair, it did say you up, Amanda. So it was a little weird. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's been a journey. And I, I was, uh, I think I said earlier, like it's, um, you know, sometimes the Renat bot is, is, is friendly to me. Sometimes the Renat bot um, is a little bit aggressive yeah. and um, threatening. Well, that was going to be my next question for you. Of that, could you describe the Renat bot if you feel like it has a personality? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. Like Dan, I Dan Schiffman actually he sent me some details on how the Renat bot works. I'm not going to get into any of that, but I've like there have been times. So, so the Renat bot, I think, is it's 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 very fickle, right? Like sometimes the Renat bot is, um, you know, very complimentary. Um, sometimes the Renat bot is like, uh, you know, poetic. Um, and sometimes yeah. the Renat bot is very contrarian and nasty. Um, so you really don't know what you're getting from the Renat bot. Like I had a theory that I could kind of like mold the Renat bot to be nicer. Like if I said nice things to the Renat bot, that the Renat bot would be nicer back to me. Um, and I don't know, I'm having mixed success with that approach. Yeah. Boy, uh, Renat bot just this afternoon, uh, <laughs> as we're recording, uh, has a, uh, one hour ago, I had an idea called Robin Akiva go to jail okay, where I guess good. Robin Akiva watch party of five. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes <laughs> the title does not really yeah. mish with the thing. Uh, Rob, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my favorite thing is I'll like wake up at 6 a.m. and I'll have like a DM from somebody saying like, you might want to delete the latest for Nat Bot. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, great. Our bot's getting canceled again. Like, yeah. I got to send a message to 
DM their Napbot. It's usually it's never really heinous, but sometimes it's right. like oh, we don't need it on the time. Yeah, I think that like the, I, I DM'd Dan about one recently where the Napbot like announced that somebody had died, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, it does that was it a famous person or a listener? It was I a living was- famous person, yeah, not a listener. <laughs> Maybe it should take died out. Maybe it should take died out of its vocabulary. Yeah. Uh, also, recent Renatbot tweets include Rob Rob's Excellent Adventure. Rob and Akiva invite Jordan Kalish uh, off mm-hmm. the call Jeez, to come and do a podcast about Rob and Akiva's famous game show. Rob and Akiva need a podcast. They uh, can be replaced by other great guests or hosts. Implying great guests is not invited on the podcast <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. I don't know. Seeds, uh, baby. Seeds, baby. Um, yeah, the, the Renatbot is really has a formula, right? The first line is the title, and then everything else is usually is the uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes, like if you reply to the Renatbot, you can get some really free. Like I've, I've noticed, the Renatbot has been like kind of tweeting like pros. Like it's like it'll just like be, seem like it's like the middle, like uh, you're, you're you've opened up to the, like the middle of a novel or something. Like sometimes the Renatbot's been tweeting that kind of flavor. Um, one time the the Renatbot tweeted something. I think that it was like instructions for reconfiguring yeah, your Wi Fi. Yeah, once a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah bo- broken. My favorite one this week was podcast idea. Is Alex crying over Sporkle quizzes? Oh yeah, mm. I, I really like that one yeah. too. I also like the one uh, podcast idea. Rob Nakiva get a new Matt Lauer. Oh no, oh, no, no need to rehash Mike the Bloom. old one. Akiva says the current <laughs> Mike Bloom will do the trick. <laughs> Yeah. So to Mike Bloom's credit, very good sport. Did not did not like immediately say delete that. And also another one from uh this week where Robin Akiva raised over seventy five K in twenty four hours. So tell yeah. me more. Listen, that we're getting, imagine someone's put uh, it on the wheel. I was, I was someone's tempted, Googling I was tempted me. to put that one in the bracket. Yeah. We could raise money for charity. That would be funny. If someone um someone's Googling me for like a job thing and like, ooh, Rob and Akiva raised seventy five thousand dollars for charity. This podcast thing sounds legit. He's hired. Yeah. And also, uh, Renatbot really missed the mark recently with uh, season three, episode six, Bones. Rob Nakiva watched season three, episode six of Bones. Renatbot, yeah. you don't know what we do here? Yeah. And also, and also Bo- the Boreana stands will go crazy if yeah. we watch Bones. Okay. All right. So, uh, are these seeded ideas? Seeds, baby. <laughs> See, um, you know, I, I, I tried to make the matchups um, good, but I don't I don't really have them seeded. I, I, I didn't uh, take Jordan okay. Kalish's advice and go with seeds, baby. Glitter, baby. Okay. <laughs> all right. All, all right. right. So let's hear the first matchup. All right. Let's hear the first matchup. Okay. So uh, the Renatbot pitch here is Kids Shuffle. Rob and Akiva have listeners submit songs they wrote for the show, and Rob and Akiva will choose a favorite. The listener with the most favorite song at the end of the show gets a hat that contains several prizes. One of the most popular questions Rob and Akiva get is, have you heard of the Justin Timberlake song? <laughs> yeah. All, the time. Hmm. <laughs> all right. I hope that's, that's not the best idea that we're starting with. <laughs> so that's the kids shuffle idea. So our the workshop pitch that we came up with is that this would be something like a Renap wand off. Um, so people write Renap inspired songs and um, and to incorporate the kids shuffle title, because, you know, sometimes the Renap butts title and the idea don't match perfectly. Um, we thought that that um, maybe your kids could be judges. Hmm. OK, well, Rob, Rob loves when our kids yes. are, are big. Part so of the great. Idea. Right. So I, I thought that <laughs> At least I have older ones. I don't know. Based on the title that we would be writing a kid's song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kids bops. Mm hmm. Like children's music. 
Yeah. So that's, I think that like with all of these, I wanted, you know, anything. So we, I came up with something, but whatever, um, if you, if if Robin Akiva kids shuffle is Robin Akiva, write a children's song, then I think that that could fit. Okay. All right. Well, let's hear the other side of this. uh, Let's hear the other side of this matchup. Okay. Um, so the next one is kids sell out, um, kids sell out. Robin and Kiva are joined by musical podcasting sensation, Josh Wiggler to evaluate the best pop culture ripoffs. And in the end, determine which one will be crowned king of the genre. Hmm. You say it one more time. Yes. Um, Robin and Kiva are joined by music podcasting sensation, Josh Wiggler to evaluate mm-hmm. the best pop culture ripoffs. And in the end, determine which one will be crowned king of the genre. Yeah, king of the ripoffs. Okay, king yeah, of the king pop, of the culture, pop ripoffs. culture ripoffs. So, so we have an idea for one of them. <laughs> a pop so culture ripoff. A pop culture ripoff could be like anything in the family of covers, reboots, sequels, or spinoffs. Like so, something that was like ripping off another idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rob, yeah. if I say something, are you willing to take it out when I'm when after I've said it or no? Uh, I would, if you are going to say something and then you want me mm-hmm. to edit it out, don't, yeah. don't say what you're, what you're going to say. Okay. Not going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, like, uh, uh, hey, do you mind if I do something that would be, uh, just be extra work for you and no, maybe no, it would no, make no gain for the audience? Know. Maybe the laughter would be worth tell me after the podcast is over. It won't be as funny then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I'm fine. No, I, I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm idea. fine. Josh, we are due for Josh to come back on yeah. the show. That's right. for sure. I'm trying to think of what a pop culture ripoff would be. It would be like uh, when the movie Look Who's Talking was a, uh, a hit movie, and then there was a show on ABC called Baby Talk, which was like the <laughs> same exact thing, but it mm-hmm. wasn't the yeah. IP of Look Who's Talking. I like that. Huh. I would I would put that through. It has Josh. You put that through? Okay. Yes. What do you think, Akiva? Yeah, I think just having Josh makes it a better idea than the songs. We're, we don't have a ton of luck with music unless it's Will for America writing a song for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, yeah, after, after the musical, maybe after we the will musical, yeah. the musical podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're putting, we're putting Kids Sell Out uh, mm-hmm. with Josh Wiggler. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was supposed to be a robot noise. That wasn't a glitch with anybody's podcast. Okay. <laughs> Renatbot, is that you? Um, so the next one matchup is um, Chester's Charts. I, uh, the Renatbot yes. pitch. I can't believe it's Chester's Charts. Robin Akiva review some of Chester's most outrageous or niche charts, spreadsheets, and rankings. Some of these would be interesting or applicable, but others would just be super out there or crazy. <laughs> Well, I love this idea. I mean, it sounds, <laughs> in fairness, it sounds a little bit more like a 32 fans idea. Yeah, it is really the ultimate 32 fans idea. That would be funny, like, if, if like, one idea also has to go to 32 fans, or, like, if we don't accept any of them, I have to agree to do, like, 10 of them. Chester's so Chester, I just want to finish giving, giving the Renat bot its due. Chester would, of course, be on the show providing his patented hot It would be weird to not have him on that episode. He'd be pretty annoyed. <laughs> and causing debate with his insane opinions. Now he doesn't like Chester doesn't love when people he doesn't know go after him. So I don't know if there are nap accounts there. But uh calling his opinions insane. I don't know. I don't agree. Yeah. Although he did agree to give out MVPs for the East, Central, and West separately in baseball. That was pretty great. Hmm. Um I think yeah, Chester's charts, okay. We could we could work with that. I don't think it's gonna win, but we could work with that. What's next? Okay, so that's matched up against 
A Day in the Life. So this is A Day in the Life of the podcaster Rob and Akiva mm-hmm. discuss Akiva's new pad podcast, Renap Day. It's called A Day <laughs> in the Life of Rob and Akiva, and it will feature interviews with Akiva's best friends, family members, and co-hosts. Mm-hmm. Same people. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, yeah, so we thought that this could be like a this is your life format kind of podcast where we surprise Akiva and or Rob with interviews and testimonials about his life from different friends and family members and, of course, um, podcast co-hosts. Yeah. I, we had an idea or I had an idea like uh, a year and a half ago when the great debate raging was, is Akiva cool? <laughs> um, that we did a we did a Lindsay Wilson style podcast where we just like interviewed my family members, people I grew up with, people in my life now, yeah. and just ask them the question, is Akiva cool? And, and then see what they have to say. Okay. So this is sort of like a, a worse version of that. Okay. I feel like <laughs> We're that, better. I don't know. Che- it's Chester's charts it's here, and Chester's it's not charts. close. Yeah, Chester's yeah. charts. Yeah. Yes. Hard to compete with Chester's charts. Okay, there you go. The... <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did Chappelle or somebody else say last week should be the, if we say no to something, what's the noise? Is there like uh, a bullhorn? Didn't we come up with an official idea for the no noise last week? Or am I crazy? Um, I Is don't it a remember. Gong show? Oh, gong. It was the, oh, yeah, the gong. oh, yeah, the gong. Yeah, the gong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeds, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that I'm on the podcast that gets all the seeds, baby sound drops. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, great. So let's move on to our next matchup. So, um, the Renatbot pitch is Rob gets an even better social media game. Mm. Rob and Akiva sit down with a social media expert and play a game where Rob and Akiva get progressively better at various aspects of social media. The stakes could be anything from getting likes on a particular post. Oh, that's no. for you, Akiva. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, making multiple repeat visits to the same topic within a 24-hour period. Sounds about right. Should Rob and Akiva just dip their toes in the social media waters, or is there something more in store for them? Who's the social media expert? TikTok, Nicole? Yeah, so we'd have to find a social media expert. I think that this could be... I mean, do we have a TikTok idea on the wheel? Yeah, no. we have a TikTok idea uh, on the wheel. Uh, oh, the challenge yeah. bracket? Uh, no, the... Uh, oh, yes, the... the um, the viral trend, yeah, yeah, viral trend. But so this could be, uh, like, this could be a, a TikTok Nicole train, like, gives gives you. She's the social media expert and teaches you how to up your social media game on TikTok. That could be, mm-hmm. or right, or yeah, or it could be Twitter, Instagram. I mean, Rob, where do you yeah. think you're weakest on social media? I don't really do a lot on Instagram. I, I don't yeah. think it's that I don't know. No, you have good stories once in a while. Although once you're not in a while. Very I, I, that, with I, yeah, I, I tend to not do it. I click on your stories when they're there. And I rarely, I, like, I always regret clicking on people's stories. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. well, you know the thing you could sort of highlight over them and you sort of see what it is beforehand? Okay. No? Hmm. On the on the app? Anyway, yeah. so that's useful sometimes. Um, yeah, I, so you, I do think you could blow up on TikTok, Rob. Maybe, maybe that's maybe. what we should be doing. Maybe. Yeah, Rob blows up. A, okay, so that's, that's a social media idea. And that's up against celebrity tweets. So celebrity tweets are trash. Rob and Akiva review the top 10 celebrity tweets of the day. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What's the definition of a celebrity? Um, could it could it be any check mark? I don't know. That's not yeah. Really, that's you have a low to be bar. a new check mark. Yeah, yeah I, I do. I don't hate celebrity tweets or trash as as sort of a 
spiritual sequel to mm-hmm. to your, your teacher trash. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't hate it. I'm all in on uh, the social media idea. Social media. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. There you go. All right. <clears throat> Thank you. Now, did you match these up specifically? Because those were both social media related. Yeah, ideas I tried to make ideas, a match. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. That was. So I tried to make meaningful matchups. So you have a theme. Yeah. You have like a theme for each one. Are you the person also? Did you already switch your house over to like fall stuff? Oh, I mean, I don't do. I mean, we you we don't we we don't really do like anything okay. in our house. If we can, all right, just fine. No, because I, I maybe if someone who's that organized also is like immediately switches the towel <laughs> for fall season. I don't know. I only have so many things I can do. Rob, do you have that in your house? So I know you guys are a little hamstrung right now. But. Nicole is very eager to you know change the decorations. I'm actually surprised that we have not gone uh, a full Halloween decoration. But I think here. things are a little hectic, right? Aren't you like uh, no? I, I mean, Nicole is that uh, you know she can't wait to decorate. Uh, she has never taken down a decoration, uh, but mm-hmm. she is like up. Oh, you know, she'll be like one of these people that uh, I mean, it's a miracle. It's October third, and we don't have a Halloween spider web up yet anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, consider it a blessing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Okay, you guys ready for your next matchup? Ready. Please. Okay. Um, Akiva gets a makeover. Oh, I love it. It's, it's time for Akiva to get his image back on track. First things first, why don't you bring back the classic hot take image game concept? You know, the one where you do a deep dive on an individual and come up with a compelling reason for why they are the person they are. You could also do this as a t- sideshow where you pull out some interesting tidbits along the way. Tommy's tidbits. Tommy's yeah. tidbits, baby. <laughs> Touchdown, Tommy's tidbits. Um, um, but this, I think, yeah. is like a makeover pitch. And I thought I that this to, could be like, have you could have honest. a guest for this yes, one. Yes, I have to be honest, Rob. Uh, I had this idea come to me like two days ago, Rob and Akiva get a makeover. Oh. I was okay. looking at the clothes I had and I was like, <laughs> I don't like any of my clothes. I threw a lot of stuff out when we moved to try and make the load lighter, but nobody really joined me in trying to do that, so it didn't work. Yes. Um, and I thought, like, you know, I could use a makeover. You know, I don't have good style. Rob um, doesn't have bad style, but he's a very specific mm-hmm. style. And maybe he wants to ditch the plaid. Yeah. Uh, which you, I think you said recently you were sort of regret yeah, having that. I would that not as, like, mind a makeover, but how is this a podcast? Okay. Well, yeah, I was thinking with the right guest, like, you know, Bryce Isaiah does a great job with it's a look, like describing mm-hmm. what are the characteristics of somebody's look that um, are good. So I thought that maybe this could work with the right guest, but I, I do agree that there is some visual component. Akiva, the Renat bot agrees that you should have a makeover because there were at least three ideas where Akiva gets a makeover in some form. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do want a makeover. If someone wants to make me over, I'm yeah. Sorry. But if like we have a guest on, it's like, oh yeah, Akiva, like you should be wearing more three piece suits that are really. Oh, would, I'm like, out. And I'm, it's like, I'm okay, I want to. I want to dress. What down. do I do with that I mean, now? Yeah, and I guess literally, what do you do if you're not getting the makeover? Also, yeah. So I think it would be hard to mm-hmm. really do. I mean, but maybe it's a, is a makeover in a, any sort of like a uh, different sense. Uh, is it, it could sort be of like, a spiritual makeover yes. because they say like a this rebranding. Is a, yeah. The Renapot says, uh, do a deep dive and come up with why you're the compelling person, the way that you are. Um, hmm. There's, there's some, there's some, you know, greater depth here. If you want to go that route. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the other side of this? The other yeah. side matchup. of this matchup. Okay. This one is, um, I'll, I'll just read the Renatbot's pitch. 
My idea was that Akiva has to join a team of badass people and eventually one day be the greatest badass person the world has ever done. <laughs> oh my God. I yeah. love it. How okay. do we do that? Uh, <laughs> now, what's the group of badass people? Is it that WhatsApp group that I'm in with you? I don't think that's a, that's a lot of that's a lot of like dads with four kids, uh, orthodox dads. I don't know if there's a lot of badasses in there. So what's yeah. the group of badasses that you're leading? So we we need a we need a to assemble. A Is it panel the League of, of Leagues? <laughs> the League of Leagues, yeah. Unfortunately, COVID killed the League of Leagues. I think, yeah, we should just have like badasses assemble. Like anyone, I, I start a Facebook group, badass assemble, right? And all the badasses I mean, can come I, doesn't, in. Doesn't doesn't like? I mean, I, I, maybe Nicole Sesternino could be a part of this. I think that she she's boxes. She's yeah. pretty badass. Okay, so I want to hear more about this potential Akiva's badass Facebook group. Okay, and then who's like? Is there some sort of an initiation to get in? Yeah, you have to say one badass thing that you've done. <laughs> How is it a podcast? Is it we talk about the initiation? Can I am, maybe hold come on. up with the group? Am I, I thought, in the am I in the group of badasses? <laughs> well, you, you are the bad, bad boy. Thing? The bad boy of podcasting. I'm a bad boy of podcasting. What's the most badass, badass thing you've ever done? Uh, what's the most badass thing that I've ever done? Um, like what are we looking like? Something like criminal? Um, no, I mean you don't have to be a criminal to be a badass. Yeah, probably committed copyright infringement. Uh, I think we we need to get uh, Drew Christie on this. I think. Hmm. What is the most badass thing I've ever done? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I thought that I thought this could be like a similar format to Rob and Akiva get dragged, maybe like a little like kind of workshop and. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty similar to the superhero idea, though. Like uh, we already made ourselves like a badass superhero. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. I do love the idea of that you're assembling this group of badasses. Yes. I do wonder who would be in the group. I mean, what did you call this idea again? Um, greatest badass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely better than Akiva gets a makeover. And in a lot of ways, I think it really does uh, make over your image into more of a badass. Yes, it is an it image is. makeover. Yes. Hmm. Okay. So are we moving? Are we moving greatest badass through? Yeah, I think so. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Okay, moving on to the okay, next. Okay, we're halfway chapter. there. Halfway there. Um, okay. Star Wars Holiday Special. No. The original Star Wars <laughs> Holiday Special featured, yes. featuring George Lucas, Carrie Bradshaw, and Jonathan Penner was released on <laughs> I don't July think that Carrie Bradshaw was in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Do you think the Penner was, though? Penner was, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in uh so during the show liana brought out a giant mm-hmm. star wars christmas tree complete sure with style. lights and read a proclamation reading we are the city which was then met with a standing ovation by the listeners hear ye hear ye hmm. yeah okay yeah so the what- renatbot loves liana by the way yes. Yes. liana and josh wiggler and mike bloom those are the top yeah. three i think yeah okay so we're watching the Star Wars holiday special with Penner and Liana and Sarah Jessica Parker. I mean, I think you can get definitely get Liana uh, out of that mix. Um, I thought so when I talked about this is one of the ones I talked about with um, Greg and Ben, um, and we thought maybe this could be like a Santa's summer house style format where Liana watches the episode and then explains the premise mm-hmm. to uh, Rob and Akiva, um, See, or it could just be like a re a, a rewatch of the yeah. Star Wars holiday special. So I think that. Guess. 
it would be a great entry point. I haven't seen this, uh, but I think that Akiva, who has not seen any of the Star Wars intellectual property, I think that mm-hmm. this would be a great entrance point okay. well, then for I'm Akiva in. into the yeah. Star Wars universe. I bet it's only so the first Star Wars thing I've ever seen. Would I be the only person ever to have only seen that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Right. I think so. I I'm in. B. Arthur is in it. The uh, Renapod has already says that it's met with a standing ovation by the <laughs> listeners. Yeah. So. I do think that it really is on brand in terms of like watching terrible things that it is a uh-huh. uh, I I think it should have like uh you know uh in December I feel like it should have like exponential wheel jamming yeah. spots on oh, the wheel. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. So, could you just read the idea one more time? Yeah, I want to hear Liana's oh, role. Sure, let me again. let me see if I can get through this. All right. Um, Star Wars Holiday Special, the original Star Wars Holiday Special featuring George Lucas, Harry Bradshaw, and Jonathan Penner was released on July 25th, 1983. I don't think it was. (laughs) It's a strange time of year to do it. Um, (laughs) During the show, Liana brought out a giant Star Wars Christmas tree complete with lights (laughs) and read a proclamation reading, We Are the City, which was then met with a standing ovation by the listeners. Okay. So, all right. So, Liana has to have the proclamation. Right? I like that. There's a proclamation on every podcast. Yeah. This Le- is. I think good. I would love to hear Liana deliver a proclamation. Yes, and I'm glad that. Okay, so that that uh, just according to Renatbot, that Carrie Bradshaw and Jonathan Penner are in the Star <laughs> Wars the, yes. holiday special. I don't have to call up Penner and try to convince him to do this uh, to appear like no, I, like, no, like Akiva just, and I did featured. on the Seinfeld Post Show recap one time. I had a hard enough time explaining what we were doing that day. <laughs> what, yeah, I think what we would do you want me Penner. to do? I'm in the <laughs> Star Wars holiday special? Yeah, that's, and there's a robot that's online that makes up ideas and it said that you were, you were in it and then you were going to talk to us about... There's a robot that makes up ideas. Yeah. And who is Akiva? Is that a heart medicine? What can Wait, Akiva on the phone? do for you? This makes me want to go back to this thread and see if anybody tagged Penner and how he responded. To I don't that. think any. Hold on, Akiva. Um, let me guess where you're from. Oh, no. I don't think he's going to do that better. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Uh but this is real this is up there for me. This is a, okay, uh, great. We haven't heard the other side of the bracket. You haven't heard the other side yet. Could so be the, a this tough one, call. this one is up against Shrek the musical. Um <laughs> Did watching- you shut up Tim the Renapa? <laughs> Watching Shrek the Musical Season 3, Episode 7 Recap. Rob and Akiva watch Shrek the Musical Season 3, Episode 7 Recap. Um, and so I thought that this would be, um, you know, sh- you can't talk about Shrek the Musical without um, Shrek up Tim. So um, that's, uh, that's the matchup there. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Tim. I think Star Wars <laughs> Holiday Special is going to advance here. I don't even know how we do Season 3, Episode 7 of Shrek the Musical. Okay. Um, no, I recently one tweeted podcast, that right? sometimes mm-hmm. I confuse the Renat bot and Shut Up Tim's Twitter accounts, and I'm surprised when I don't get immediate replies from Shut Up Tim. But they're 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 pretty quick, if mm-hmm. not immediate. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. All right. So let's go to our next matchup. Um, here's the pitch: Rob and Akiva haiku. 
Rob and Akiva each write a haiku, 80 characters or less, about a topic that they love. Hmm. Nah. <laughs> okay. Too much work. All right. I don't want to haiku it up. Uh, well, let's let's hear what the other one is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is uh, matched up with uh, Rob's Toy Review Podcast. Okay. okay. Rob and Akiva listen Coming for Ryan's to- Corner. Yep. Robin Akiva listened to listener submitted toy reviews of games and movies. They give their favorite scenes and moments, and then Robin Akiva go through the toys to determine which toys are the best, bad, and in between. Hmm. Maybe it's Han Solo or a Pixar movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. How'd you say that word? Mm-hmm. Pixar? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. 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 Mm. Okay. What was it about this idea that appealed to you, Amanda? Yeah. Well, how did this make the cut? How bad were the other ones? <laughs> yeah. Um, this was, I think, I, it, some of it's, it, it, for a lot of them, it came down to like, is this actually an idea that could be a podcast? Because I think that there were <laughs> lots of ideas where it was like, there's no way we could <laughs> stretch it. And we also like, there were some ideas that we had really tortured from the tweet and said like, oh, this could be a podcast. And then we felt like that was sort of cheating. We were making up a different idea. So we wanted to like be faithful to the Renat bots intention. So this is, would be something like a uh, Robin Akiva's toy review. I'm guessing that you're not loving this one. Hmm. No. Um, can you read the haiku idea one more time? <clears throat> Robin Akiva haiku. Robin Akiva each write a haiku, 80 characters or less, about a topic that they love. I feel like it would be a short podcast. Like, would we get a lot of listener submitted haikus? Right. So I would thought no, that this would be like a haiku <laughs> bracket, maybe. Oh, haiku bracket. No, <laughs> All right, I- let's advance the haiku bracket, but it's not winning. <laughs> Famous last words. We said that about some other ideas. That maybe the haiku bracket. bracket could be a big hit. Yeah, maybe Stephen Fishback could be a guest on this. Yeah, one. I could oh, see yeah, the, the winning one on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, haiku Renap, bracket. Renap, Renap inspired ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, haikus. Renap inspired haikus. Um. Okay. R A A N A P fans. <laughs> It was at 575, right? That's the middle. 575, yeah. 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 <laughs> Welcome to Renap. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to yeah. Renap, you guys. Welcome to Renap. That's <laughs> beautiful. Right, should go through bracket. the timeline and see if the Renat bot has ever accidentally tweeted a haiku. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to need a, yeah, a second bot to search for haikus in people's tweets. Mm-hmm. I'll get Sean Falconer on it. Yeah. I will say nobody's ever done this idea before, so it has that. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's go to our so haiku move through. We'll go to our next um, matchup. Um, Rob and Akiva try to make it rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glitter, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and this could still be weather related. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. So this one is. I thought this could be like uh, get rich quick schemes or merch ideas. That's like it. Some that's the whole of, idea. That's all. Robin and Steve <laughs> try to make it rain. That's okay. that's it. That's the tweet. Hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. I like it. All right. And that's matched up against Rob and Akiva are slang experts. Yes. They can provide a slang primer, a slang rant, and a bracket of slang terms to help you and your family become more conversational and knowledgeable. Hmm. 
It's kind of like uh, the millennial boot camp. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that this was like something that could be like a millennial boot camp sort of sequel and maybe including Phil T and maybe TikTok Nicole to kind of get some new fresh Gen Z slang in the mix. Hmm. Uncle Kiwi, you have any thoughts? I mean, you have plenty of money. Do you think we should make it rain? <laughs> I, I like the idea of Robin Akiva make it rain, and it's such a blank state, you can make it anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that the slang idea has come up a lot. I don't think that that yeah. is like if we were going to say like, hey, we have an idea that the Renap bot put on the wheel, right. it's not and it's like all. the most basic of like Renap ideas. Yeah, yeah a frequently rejected idea that's always like on the cusp of the wheels <laughs> and laughing. We put it down. Right. right. So I think that let's make it rain. Yeah, make it rain. I mean, we're making it make rain, it rain ideas. Seeds, seeds, baby. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Seeds and glitter, baby. <laughs> that's that's right. Okay. Baby. All right. We're coming to our last uh, first round matchup here. Yeah. Um. So this is the People versus Rob and Akiva. Season three, episode eight, People versus Rob and Akiva. Rob and Akiva watch a movie originally entitled, pe- entitled People versus Rob and Akiva with special guest Shannon Gus. <sighs> so this is like a bit of a stretch, but we thought that this could be listener submitted grievances um, and the honorable mm-hmm. Shannon Gus presides over the proceedings. Mm. She is interested in coming on the show. I like the name. It was actually suggested a bunch of times for tonight's episode, The People mm-hmm. versus Robin Akiva. I do think listener grievances against us would be fun. Maybe if we do it on Festivus itself, Rob, something. Mm, okay. I think Festivus itself is December 23rd. Okay. Uh, so we're really, you know, coming close to the holidays uh, there. I mean, it could be any time, but I like the idea of people versus Robin Akiva as a name. I like grievances. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, what's the other side of this bracket? The other side of this is Rob and Akiva get Liana stuck in a weird tower. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> if there's one Go thing on. Liana, if there's one thing Liana hates, it's tower related shenanigans. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's because she does well, hate that. <laughs> Well, for one thing, it's hot. Yeah. But Liana's also incredibly talented and she and she knows and she knows how to put together a spectacular bottom feeder. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now this was a Renapa tweet already. This was a public this like I've seen. This oh, a lot before. of these were public tweets. There's a mix uh-huh. like of new ones and public ones. So this is like I think this is one of the great examples of what the Renat bot does so uniquely well. Um, this is a very prototypical Renat bot tweet. Um, so this, so this, we thought it's um, could be something like a tower-based escape room podcast with Liana as a guest. Mm. Um, that could be the idea, but um, it just seemed like such a good example of a Renat bot tweet. Could I hear um, it one more time? Sure. Rob and Akiva get Liana stuck in a weird tower. If there's one thing, stuck in a weird. So we're not even rescuing Liana. I thought we were going to rescue her. That to me, that's like a a game out of who can rescue her. You get Liana stuck in a weird tower. Um, If there's one thing Liana hates, it's tower-related shenanigans. Yes, she does hate that. (laughs) Everyone knows that. (laughs) Famously, Um, and that's because, well, for one thing, it's hot. Yeah. Um, but Liana's also incredibly talented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she knows how to put together a spectacular bottom feeder, whatever okay. that is. Mm. What does that mean? 
Um, yeah, a bottom yeah. feeder would probably be something that would be, be like consuming the tower so she can yeah. get down. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a giant bird or like dinosaur that's eating the, bottom, eat the, the bottom of the tower. It's like so the leading can, tower of Pisa. So yeah. she can get out and we get her mm-hmm. we get her stuck. Um right. maybe is this a game? Yeah, I, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Like what if we could, you know, we have um two games that people are pushing hard to be on the wheel. The Jordan, oh. Kalish and Grace game. What um, what is and that? Then that is a game that they've been playtesting for a long time. See, I powder them. I'm blanking on the name, but it is 2:40 a.m. Oh wait, and... no, I think I think that I do know the name of the game. It's another day, another morning, another bagel. <laughs> um, and then Dan Sinensky has a game yes. called um, Wheel Jam. Wheel Jam, that, that yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've, I've played and I've played Wheel Jam many times. Yeah. So I wonder if we could sort of the exact same Put game. Wheel Jam on a bagel, I think. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the exact same game, but just change the theme a tiny bit, and it's putting ah. Liana stuck in a tower. I'm sure they could do that. Mm-hmm. So in <laughs> the game, me, game. And, me and you are trying to put Liana up in the tower, and mm-hmm. Liana is trying to build the bottom feeder to knock out the bottom of the tower. Yeah, I mean, maybe there might be some other people there, too, because I think both those games have like five, six people, at least. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I don't know if if, if uh, putting Liana in the tower is involves that many people. I feel like it's me and you versus mm-hmm. Liana, and she's trying okay. to she's trying to like uh, we're trying to keep adding more levels to the tower and right. make her further and further up. She's but trying to build it? the bottom feeder to knock the levels out of the bottom of the tower. Is it like a trivia game? Like every question we answer, like there's another level to the tower, and every question she answers right. That she's like knocking a level off the tip. Yeah, and every time she's getting a level higher, it's getting hotter and hotter because she's getting closer <laughs> to the sun. Yes, and eventually, or, 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 or that's actually not true. The, 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 the heat is rising because the heat, heat rises. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually you'd get to the sun, right? <laughs> oh, she's a scientist. We could ask her on when when I'm sure that's what she's studying. So, <laughs> hmm. I do think that Liana in the tower is intriguing. Uh, it is. It's one of the most popular app tweets ever. Yeah, people yeah, versus so it's, it's, this is this is two one seeds against each other. Honestly, these are two of the best ideas. Yeah, so the winner here could go all the way. Seeds, baby. Yeah, should we do what what uh, what I did with Chester and Mike in the in the best season survivor bracket, where like we're able to like move one around? Hmm. Can we like move one of these seeds to the top half of the bracket or something? Mm, yeah. I mean, I'll, if you don't I'll, have enough I, seeds, I think that we should do some way to move them around. I'll allow it. I mean, do you want to knock out? I mean, I, I, I have no reverence for brackets here. So if you want to knock out one of your lower ranking ideas. Okay, well, let's advanced. talk about what we've what we've advanced. No, because we can make a decision now, okay. I think. Right. Uh, all right. All right. I, I would say that I would I would probably rather do uh, one of these over. The the very f- the first two ideas of yeah. kids sell out kids with, yeah that's with, jo- that's with Josh Wiggler but you so you wanna we can, um, listen we can have Josh better. Wiggler on any week we want yeah. it doesn't have to be mandated by the Renat bot so I don't think, think we need that Josh talk about the greatest pop culture sellouts yeah he could help us trap Leon on the tower or rip offs yeah okay yeah so we, or he could so be one of the people against Robin Akiva. Okay. Yeah, put that put people versus Robin Akiva up against uh, instead of kids sell out. That'll go up against Chester's charts. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're basically postponing this till the finals. It sounds like. Possibly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gonna say, okay. And then and then Weird Tower is advancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Liana's gonna love being stuck in the tower. 
Well, if there's so one thing she hates, yeah, tower-based yeah. shenanigans. But she's gonna love this idea. Yeah. What does she um, declare on the Star Wars podcast? Oh, let me wait. Let me go. What back was her declaration? Ma- I don't know, but it gets a her- huge ovation. I think <laughs> the listener. We are the city. <laughs> we are the city. Pro- yeah, the city without a tower. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Okay. Great. So now we're going to go into our round two. So here we see the people versus Rob and Akiva up against Chester's charts. Yeah. All right. Uncle Kibi, I feel like that you're higher on uh, people versus Rob and Akiva than, than I am. I'm, I would love to hear Chester's charts. But how would that work? What chart is he dropping on us? Oh, he's dropping. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a bracket of Chester's charts. We've asked him for like 10 of his charts. Like he, His charts are not funny. Like They're uh, interesting to me. Yeah. I, but they're I not that, funny. I'm he, fascinated. He doesn't rank like interesting things. Like here are my top ten friends in 2004. You know stuff that would be interesting if he had like that would be funny if he had like friend rankings going up every year. I mean, I've, I've heard him on podcast talking about he has charts of like uh, roommates. He's roommate rankings. That is true. <laughs> it was crazy that his wife is like six out of seventeen. Also. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I mean, do you want to hear a bunch of grievances about us? I, I think that's a pretty typical Robin Akiva podcast. Like, I think that is a wheel-worthy podcast. People are just complaining about us. But I don't need to hear the grievances. If I people mean, love the grievances, we could also... These ideas are not dead. Like, if yeah. people love it, we could always put it on next week, right? I just feel like the people versus Robin Akiva is, uh, like, uh, kind of right there with uh the yeah. Robin Akiva learned slang like okay yes. sure like tell yeah. us all the reasons why you're mad at us like we It's got not it. quirky enough for the Renapod. It could be a- any you know uh Sally from San Jose could send that in any week. Mhm. Could I hear the Chester's charts pitch one more time? Sure. Um okay. So I can't believe it's Chester's charts. Great name. Robin Akiva reviews some of Chester's most outrageous or niche charts, spreadsheets and rankings. <laughs> Some of these would be interesting or applicable, but others would just be super out there or crazy. Chester would, of course, be on the show providing his patented hot takes and causing debate with his insane opinions. (laughs) I'd like to hear some patented hot takes. Sure. Maybe he could make us... How about this, Alex? What if he makes us some unique charts just for this podcast? That would be funny, right? Maybe some things that he's been sort of like kicking around for a while. Some original charts. Does he have yeah, a lot I of charts? Like <laughs> does he have a lot of charts? What do you mean? Like, I know he has does a lot of spreadsheets, but does he yeah. like turn them into line graphs? Oh, I don't know. I think it's mostly spreadsheets. Yeah. Like, I think he has a lot of rankings of things, um, but is he like turning Chester QBR into a chart? Uh, sometimes, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But not always. I don't know. Okay. So, so what do you think? Are you guys are you leaning towards Chester's charts or People versus Robin Akiva? I like the charts. All right, we'll do the charts. We'll do okay. the charts. Do Boom. the charts, baby. <laughs> There's charts. Okay, uh, great. So our next matchup is um, social media versus greatest badass. I uh, I feel strongly about greatest badass here over uh what was the social media again that i'm gonna learn how to do social media from somebody yeah. social media makeover for rob yeah 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 all right greatest badass but i i don't know the greatest badass to me sounds like i don't know let's right, hear well, that let's greatest, greatest badass, badass pitch one more time mm-hmm. sure um 
Okay, let's see. Greatest badass is. By the way, the, the, I, this might should, should be the mailbag every week. Maybe every other episode. <laughs> what? I'll just I'll just look. I'll I'll go to through six hundred tweets. Yeah, six hundred tweets. Maybe every ten episodes. Maybe every ten. Though. Yeah. Uh, uh, you want? What if we bracketize every week? No, like I think that might that might get old. But I feel like that uh, okay. Renap Renapbot <laughs> mailbag. No, I agree. This you is really, a hit. I agree. You really come uh, around on the Renapbot, Rob. I love it. So. Um, yeah, I, I've sort of I have come around on on the Renat bot. I like I like that it exists. I was frustrated at it at first because I thought that like ah this this is going to solve all of our problems and finally <laughs> the Renat bot is going to be spitting out gold and it's fool's gold. Uh, so but I, I I like that it exists. Um, so this is greatest badass. My idea was that Akiva has to join a team of badass people. <laughs> yeah. And eventually, one day, be the greatest badass person the world has ever known. Hmm. So we're talking about you're starting a group of badass people, but this says you're joining a group of badass people. Well, that's much different. I wanted to start the group. <laughs> like, are you finding like some sort of like biker group to join? Oh, they would love me. They would invite me right in. Maybe, maybe you're infiltrating some badass group and then reporting back to us about your experience. Yeah, and then, I don't know. That seems not that to be at all, to be honest. <laughs> you don't think you're not up to the task of becoming the greatest badass person the world has ever known? I'm sure I'm up to it, but I, I want to start my own group. I don't want to join an existing badass group. Hmm. Okay. So is it an existing badass group on? So you're starting a badass group on Facebook? Yeah, it's going to be a, fa- a badass Facebook group. <laughs> badass Facebook group. I do really like uh-huh. this. Mm-hmm. So this is against social media. Do you guys have a? Yeah, I think of- that's. A, I don't. I don't love the social media idea. I'm not sure there's going to win at all, but I don't think the social media idea is is a winner. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead. Greatest badass. Greatest badass moving through. Final four is a cutting down the nets. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I think I. I think I have a feeling how this one's going to go. Um, Star Wars Holiday Special is up against Haiku. Star Wars Holiday Special in a route to me. <laughs> yeah. Haiku sounds like a lot of work. For we somebody. are the city. That's right. I think Rob, Rob just wrote a haiku. I think uh, mm-hmm. in, 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 in two minutes over there. Um, we are this. <laughs> <laughs> we are the city Liana exclaimed <laughs> one time. <laughs> Quote the Raven Nevermore. I truly uh, okay. Uh Towers mm-hmm. <laughs> I do hate. So beautiful. Yes. This is really Really a highbrow podcast here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So now our next matchup is Make It Rain is up against Weird Tower. Liana gets stuck in a Weird Tower. I think Weird Tower has got to win here. It's Weird Tower, not We Are the Tower? It's No, it's um, Robin Akiva get Liana stuck in a Weird Tower. Weird Tower, yeah. I think it's the Towers. 
Yeah. It's got to be the towers. <laughs> yeah. Liana's really doing great in this bracket. Mm-hmm. I knew. Okay. She, we might need a 10 timers club hat for her at some point. <laughs> yeah. So. Boy, what a great final four this is. Chester's <laughs> charts, <laughs> the greatest badass, Star mm-hmm. Wars holiday special, and uh, the, <laughs> the weird towers. Can I make a proclamation? I don't know if you're going to agree. <laughs> is it we are the city? <laughs> is it we are the city? <laughs> we are the city, A. B, I think the bottom half, whoever wins the semifinal wins. That's my opinion. Okay. Do you agree? Or, or uh, no? Probably. I, I'm, probably. Yeah. I'm not leaning towards Jester's charts. And I, I, I like Akiva's Bad, the Akiva's Badass Club, but I don't think it's a podcast. I think it's something that happens off the podcast. You know? Okay. See, I I didn't know that. I, I, I thought that this weird tower one could go either way. I thought you might guys might eliminate it immediately because it's really hard to know what the, what the idea is. But I'm really pleased to see it uh, go so deep here. No, one of our game developers will help us come up with the rules to. Liana we, gets stuck in a weird so tower. Stuck in a tower, and I know Liana will be game for this. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. be funny if she says no. <laughs> She hates okay. towers, but I think she likes ideas. Mm-hmm. She likes podcasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, in the semifinals here, we have uh, Chester's charts up against Greatest Badass. Mm. Again, I, I just think they're both going to lose. <laughs> okay. Well, what's going to advance? I'll say Greatest Badass. Okay. All right. Put it through. Greatest Badass. But Chester's charts think- has also been pitched as, yes. as an idea uh, standalone. I, I would love to hear Chester's charts as a 32 fans episode. We could do it. We, I, I want him to make original charts, but we can do that. Listen, football could get canceled soon, much to uh, Dr. Man's delight, and then we'll have plenty of time to talk yeah. about whatever. Yeah. I mean, our football season got canceled already, Rob. Yes, well, so who cares? That I, I actually feel like as a Jets fan, I, I think it's mm-hmm. kind of best case scenario if they uh, stop the NFL after another week it's or two. Safe. Because it's not they, safe, right? They, they, well, it, it's for, for a variety of reasons. Not safe for any of us to watch anymore. Mm. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah. with the the Jets lock in the number one pick, yeah. Uh, in the Once draft, we get to zero and six, we lock in the number one. They pick. won't combine it with like this year and last year or Ooh, anything like that. That would be bad. So yeah. Bad. Okay, Ooh, Amanda, you know that would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I was I was thinking about writing that to some NFL writers on Twitter, but it's I a good I, idea. Yeah, Mister Amanda, like football, Doctor Amanda, or Eagles fan. Yeah. He- he, he no, he yeah, he follows football, but not closely. He's like it's not his favorite sport. He's more baseball okay. and basketball, or more his mm-hmm. sports. That he, Rob, you um, know he's six seven. He can hoop. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, he could probably dunk on both of us. Yeah, can he dunk? I know uh, he can't. Well, I don't. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I don't think he can. Okay. <laughs> he's got it in him anymore. Text your husband right now. Can you dunk? <laughs> He's putting the kids to sleep because I'm okay. recording a three hour podcast. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's probably not speaking to you. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> okay. Does he want to be a greatest badass in a Kiva group? <laughs> oh, maybe I could. I, maybe we could recruit him to be on in your mm-hmm. panel of badasses. But isn't he like really into Magic the Gathering or something? <laughs> Akiva, you really doing a deep dive into listen, my life. I do here. research. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you know, like, listen. I have to announce Magic the Gathering to join the badass group. I'm just saying. <laughs> Is that one of the criteria? Yeah. The only criteria. <laughs> It's the only criteria. <laughs> Does your wife actively campaign against football and are you into Magic the Gathering? This guy's got two wow. strikes against Wow. <laughs> yeah. But he's tall. We I love might, you. Not, might not be just allowed kidding. to come on any more podcasts just anymore, kidding. guys. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. <laughs> so our next our our next matchup here is the Star Wars holiday special going up against Weird Tower. So it's mm. the two a lot um the two Liana ideas facing off. 
<laughs> I don't really know how we slot Liana in, other than the proclamation into the Star Wars one. Yeah. I'm happy with both of these. Uh, the Star Wars one is like pretty solid. We know when we do it, we could, we could sort of, uh, jam the wheel, right? To, uh, mm-hmm. to have, have it happen in December. It doesn't it's have a, to be a specific it's week. It's a huge hit of a podcast. The, uh, the I other agree. one is, f- uh, the Weird Towers is funny. But mm-hmm. it could go. It could be a bust. Uh, I think that the Star Wars holiday special is a guaranteed home run. I agree, and I've never seen any Star Wars content. However, I do want to ask. I do think the weirder, renapodier idea is definitely Liana stuck in a tower. No question, for sure. Because if somebody emailed in and said <laughs> and 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 suggested Liana stuck in a tower, um, on a normal episode i would like you know i would consult the authorities and say like this person had a stroke or something it's not a normal idea here's what i worry about in the light of day Mm -hmm. (laughs) when it's next week and weird towers is on the wheel we say what's that again (laughs) what are we doing six months from now we forget like liana weird tower so we're, playing a, we're playing a, a game and we're trying to put Liana in a tower, mm-hmm. but she doesn't yeah. like it. Uh, I just feel like that in, you know, a month from now, mm-hmm. think that we, uh, should we use our veto on this? Yeah. <laughs> right. By the way, we do have our vetoes and it is October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, Renat this week wanted us to run for 28 days straight. I said I'd use my veto on that. <laughs> This matchup is really delivering everything I could have hoped from the Renat Bot bracket. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so great. we, so Weird Tower and Star Wars Holiday Special. Are you guys um, ready to put one of these through? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, let's do the Star Wars Holiday Special. But if someone has an incredible pitch for Weird Tower, I'm certainly willing to reconsider that, or Chester's charts, or mm-hmm. any of the ideas we, yeah. the badass podcast, any of the ideas that. that yeah. we like. I'm ready to say we are the city. We are the city, baby. We, we obviously that podcast needs to start with a proclamation from Liana. Does it start with a proclamation or does it end with a proclamation? Oh, it might end with it. <laughs> right, let's go back. We weird to start with a standing ovation. Um, let's see. This one is it's um during the show, Liana brought out a giant Star Wars Christmas tree complete with lights and read a proclamation reading We Are the City, which was met with a standing ovation by the listeners. So this has to be on video so we can see when <laughs> Liana goes to go drag out the Christmas tree before the proclamation. <laughs> yeah, you know what the Renapa did Maybe the thing Puyak that you always help. recommend, which yeah. is to say that the idea is a good idea in the pitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that really gave it a leg up. <laughs> Is it going to okay. be we are the city or is it we are the city? What do you think? We are the city. Uh, yeah, I guess we have a few months to decide, but I'm excited to consume my first yeah. ever Star Wars content. We are the city. Like the Ohio State Could it be a University. Question? Yeah. Could it be a question like we're the city? It's, uh, no, it's not a proclamation. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think this is the right way to get introduced to Star Wars, Akiva. <laughs> and possibly our Robin Akiva need a podcast. R-A-A-N-A-P, a famous mouthful, courtesy of Amanda Rubin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So do, do we have to officially uh, do uh, the greatest badass versus Star Wars holiday special, or is it a... Uh, no, it's Star Wars holiday special. That was Star the, Wars the holiday special. Final. Amazing. Welcome to the wheel. Yeah. And frankly, it should have already been on the wheel. Like this was a big (laughs) oversight on our part. 
Uh, mm-hmm. It is, uh, you know, a famously a disaster. We should be talking about it. So is this in like a special holiday crappy movie diaper though? No, I think it's just it's a, a spot on the wheel. It's all, okay, but it doesn't. But not until December. Not until December. I mean, I All think right, we could cool. start like the week after Thanksgiving if we really want to Perfect. make sure that because last year we were going to do a holiday, crappy holiday movie diaper and then it did not because we were going to talk about a, we, a Hanukkah movie, a Hanukkah Christmas movie. We wheel jammed it and it twice and it didn't come up. Truly so, the okay. wheel hate. So I think that uh, starting with uh, and remind us any listeners that needs. So starting with the weekend of the uh, 28th and 29th. So. Would it be on the episode that we record the weekend of the 21st and 22nd? Then we're that's... really getting into the weeds of when it's going to be on the wheel. Well, I just want to make sure that we have enough time because I think that, you know, where that, like, really the sweet spot is that we do it like two weeks into December. But okay. Okay. So let's, so it, it will hit the wheel on the episode, the 21st and 22nd. That's how you know it's, it's gone from Thanksgiving season to Christmas season <laughs> when that is on the wheel. Yes. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, no. Guys, I did get a I did get a text from um, Mr. Doctor Amanda that says, "To be clear, this is a three hour podcast?" Question mark. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, mm. to be fair, uh, if we finished a minute ago, the answer would be yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Robin Akiva the podcast, the podcast that you love but your spouse hates. Uh, yep, it's true. Are there people who listen with their spouse? Please write there in this some, week and I let think. us know. I know yeah. we have, but remind me. Yes. Maybe we could have those people on. Yeah, so, uh, I, I, I yeah, envy the marriages. Yeah. Uh, Scott Yeager and Lindsay the Otter. Oh, I don't know if they listen together or if they just oh, both okay. listen both separately. Listen. I yeah. want to know if people actually listen. Because I envy the marriage of somebody who actually like listens to podcasts with their spouse or their loved one or whatever. Never. That would never happen. Uh, I don't think so for me either. Mm-hmm. You, Amanda? Not anymore. She's, he's done with podcasts altogether. <laughs> We listened to the um, Rob needs an NBA team together. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, but I was, bringing, I, I bringing was couples together. Probably anti seventy sixers though. Yeah, but he thought you gave him a fair shake. He thought they got a decent pitch, and it, they weren't the team. It would have been a anything. terrible pick anyway. Yeah. They sort of yeah. fell apart as a franchise since we last talked about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, Rob and Akiva watch the Star Wars holiday special that is going to be mm-hmm. on the wheel this fall. Yeah, Will will remind us. Okay. Will will remind us. All right. So this is incredible. Amanda, what a great job you did putting together all of the cases and Uh, then also going through hundreds of Renatbot ideas. This was such a treat. It was a lot of work, but I'm like very happy with the outcome. I'm so glad to see a Renatbot idea make it on the wheel and to have been a part of that process is really just an honor. Okay. Uh let me just see if the Renatbot has tweeted anything else while we've been on the air mm. today. I want to just uh, bring. We that did back slow up. him down a little bit, I think. Right. <laughs> the, the, the Renatbot is it him. I, oh, I use they just because well, I don't Daniel, know. It is. Yeah, that is true. It should be they, but I, it is I use sort of. It. We, yeah, it. We we should give a lot of love to Daniel Schiffman who made the Renatbot. Yes. And. Uh, he does a great job. He sent me a lot. He sent me a whole FAQ about how it works, um, which we're not going to get into today. But um, no, he, the Renatbot is brilliant. Um, Daniel does great work. Um, so thanks to him and everybody who helped me go through these tweets. Yes. Um, another one from today is called uh, The Sound and the Fury. In this podcast, Will and Akiva, who's Will, Will Thrasher? Will from America? Um. 
I don't know. Should we rank the wills this year? <laughs> yeah, that, that would actually <laughs> be a, a lot of wills. King yeah. of the wills. The battle what if, like, of wills. We do king of the yeah. wills, but it's like people we know and not celebrities, and they're all on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Will like, Kitchen Will Wider, a? the best will. Yeah. Um, will A. Yeah. Yeah. In this podcast, Will and Akiva make a bracket of various popular podcast sound bites. Here are a few examples Weed Sucks. Bracket of the best season three episode promo videos, etc., and build their own bracket based on the best or most popular of those. You know that popular soundbite, Weed Sucks, from this podcast? Mm-hmm. Famous quote. <laughs> Who said it? Which guest said Weed Sucks? None that I could think of. Yeah, I don't remember anybody. Okay. So there, there you go. All right. So, uh, great stuff. Uh, follow, everybody follow the Renatbot. Uh, Akiva, l- let me ask a question for you. Okay. Yes. How many followers does the Renatbot have? I, I know. I think I know the answer. It's like 800 or something. 718. Yeah. Can we get it to 1,000? We, we got me When's over the Renatbot's birthday? Oh, good question. <laughs> I like what, like the Renatbot. It would be funny. It has the balloons on the page when you go to the page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it joined on June 2020. I don't know what it has as a birthday. I think that would be its birthday. Oh, yeah. Jo- be, it's not the I don't think day. it exists in an, in another form. Daniel, so. please give the Renatbot a birthday so we can uh, we can celebrate its birthday uh, mm-hmm. whenever that may be. I guess June 2021. Yes, I like its pinned tweet, which is a uh, podcast idea for a future podcast. Rob, to keep a pitch a podcast idea for a future podcast, you guys could discuss the idea before pitching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's 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 what it is. <laughs> it's Renap. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Akiva, anything else? No, I'm excited to spin the wheel this week. I had a, a tremendous oh, I, forgot, I totally forgot about it. We have to spin the wheel. <laughs> we got to spin the wheel. Oh, my God. Doesn't have to take too long. Doesn't have to oh take that long. God. Yeah, oh, my God. That's what, uh, that's what Mr. Manda's saying in the background. <laughs> Three hours and ten minutes. I know oh, my God. I, to- I totally, I really forgot. That we, I, I thought we were like, okay, the great. Wheel and you're like, bye, everybody. Yeah, I, I was ready to end the show. Yeah, well, we're not used to doing a whole bracket like that. I don't know. It threw off the whole... Uh, I don't know. How about that? Or okay, sorry, everybody. I mean, it's so rusty. Yeah. Packed wheel this week also. We got so many ideas. Okay. All right. So uh, let's, I guess, uh, real quick, run through what's on the wheel. And mm-hmm. uh, as Akiva mentioned, uh, you know, the veto should be in play here because uh, we are creeping into October. It's Q4, baby. Yeah, it is Q4, but I do. I, I like saving the veto for December, honestly. Okay. If I can. Yeah. I, there's nothing on the wheel. We've gotten better at not putting trash on the wheel, honestly. Right. So uh, you want think... you want to go into uh, Q4 with all your timeouts? Well, we don't. We did lose our 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 best friend's b- veto, so it's yeah. just it, we each have one left. Okay. Uh, did we? Add, oh, the musical is what has to uh, be added to the wheel, but it's not eligible for uh, this week. Okay. Correct. All right. So uh, let's just talk this through. Season three, episode seven: the coin flip, the crappy movie diaper, people's choice. Freaky is freak. Uh, Price is right. Rob Nikita have a PR firm. Uh, then uh, choose your own Renap venture. The viral challenge tournament. We have. Uh, okay, you know sometimes I feel like these things do not save that I delete them. Uh, Shark Week spinoffs are trash. Rob Nikita invent a game show. Uh, Rob Nikita spice up their lives. Uh, Rob Nikita place your bets. Renap X and Rob and Akiva have a musical. Is there anything mm-hmm. that you can think of that uh, is is did I, that I did not read? 
No, well, I say Renapak should probably get another week, and it's in the same boat as uh, AITA, MIT Hole, where they're mostly done, but they're not necessarily wheel ready. Okay. Um, but listen, if it comes up, I could get it ready by next week. Okay. If it comes up, we'll we'll give it a second spot on the wheel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, by the way, uh, Will from America has sour ones on the wheel. Is that official? No, I don't. I think that's not official. I think we okay. haven't really ironed that out. Next week, I'll make a reminder to talk about that next week. Okay. There you go. All right. So an update uh, on the spreadsheet. Okay. Amanda, is there an idea you're hoping for? Ooh, um, an idea that I'm hoping for this week. Um, the musical is ineligible, right? Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I, I'm. Not, let's let's just leave it to the will of the wheel. Let's okay. see. <laughs> you have an idea where the wheel is going this week? It's October. You're a witch. Spooky <laughs> season. Do you have a guess? Yeah, I will guess that we are going to see. How about uh, spinoffs are trash? Mm. Okay, that would be fun. I, I'm looking forward to that one. Okay, with Jason Reed. With I, Jason I'm, Reed. I'm looking at uh, season three, episode seven, just because it has two spots. It's the best bet. Okay, all right. So let's see what comes up here. Episode number one hundred and three is going to be the freakiest freak. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a great one. That is a great one. That has long been on the wheel. Yeah. So we need the only to... thing is you do have to message Bryce right now. Yes. And, but I'm sure, him. you know, unless yeah. he has, uh, so, you know, uh, a week's worth of stuff going on, I have a mm-hmm. feeling that we'll be able to uh, contact the freakiest freak, Bryce Isaiah, to now, talk can I, about. Can I ask a very I'm quick a huge question? Bryce Isaiah fan. Yes. Huge yes. Bryce Isaiah fan. Just planning for next week. So should it be. A like some sort of bracket of people doing freaky things, and Bryce and and us are sort of going through it. Mm-hmm. Should it be Bryce is pitching? Thus, I don't want to make him do work. We're inviting him on as our guest. Like, is he pitching us freaks, or are we pitching him freaks, or the listeners pitching us all freaks? You know what I mean? How? And you well, know, I think we can right work now. that out between he, okay, here, here and there. Yes. Okay, fine. But that's just something to think about. Okay, and this is the Who's- freakiest freak of all time. That's what I. That's wow. what I want. I want it's the freakiest freak of all time. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna text him. Do you remember <laughs> when you said okay. uh, there's a show named Rob Stevens? Yeah. There's a uh, podcast. We have this wheel. I've been on his show. <laughs> the freakiest freak. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. He might say uh, new phone. Who this? Okay, all right. That's going to be coming up next week. Amanda, I hope he doesn't say no. Then we have to do an emergency wheel spin. Yes. Okay. Amanda, where can people uh, keep up with you? Please find me on Twitter. I'm having amazing conversations with the Renatbot all the time. And that's um, A-R-A-B-I-N-O-W, A-Rabinow. So um, follow me on Twitter. And um, yeah. A okay. little bit of uh, Renatbot, a little bit of brain injury rehabilitation. Not- don't love the Twitter name, like that it just ends mid last name. I know it's a very common name, but we could we could help her with that. No, it's it, it's been critiqued, and I actually and as I've uh, you know Rob has pointed out that my Twitter handle could use some improvement. But I think that like as my Twitter has gotten more niche and weird, it's not the worst thing in the world that it's not. <laughs> I'm not the easiest person to find, so it's okay if you're real one real ones only. Follow a rabbit now. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, then. Uncle Kiwi, 
What do you have going on? The host of th- three podcasts. Three. Four if you count the, the, the two 32 fans episodes I do every week. The regular and the um, patron. We did, we did a... Chester wanted to rank the Survivor seasons now that he finished so all 40 Survivor seasons. So you count 32 seasons. fans as two different podcasts? It's, I have to so record what, four times what, what, a week, What am I, Rob? the host of 19 podcasts? Yes, everyone says, hey, do you know Rob? He's the host of 19 podcasts. It's literally like the main thing everyone knows about mm-hmm. Yeah, You do host, in fact, 19 podcasts. Yes. Um... Yeah, so we did that, uh, Survivor Rankings with Mike Bloom. We did uh, NFL stuff. I like when Chester comes out of the holiday without having seen the games, and I sort of tell him what happens. That's mm-hmm. fun, so we're going to do that this week. Yeah. Uh, Rob and Kevin need a podcast, so that's this. And new uh, girl, I always mix it up, new girl, old guy. Yes. Um, NGOG is uh, Allie and I. We probably did our not best episode last week, but people seem to really like it. And uh, I, I liked it. I'm a I'm a gogger. This week, no, I know people are goggers, but I but this last episode we were kind of just fighting the whole time. But uh, we'll get back on track. <laughs> you know, I, eight, I, yeah, I had heard I had heard uh, that it was good, but then uh, the, you guys went right into talking about the episode, and I said, okay, that's it for me. No, I see. Yeah, you, you came gotta out. at least bounce. Should we get you timestamps? Can I get some of the <laughs> yes, timestamps? Time like, when, like when the Allie and Ra, when do Keevan and Ali argue for a half hour and mm-hmm. if they're friends or not? Like, yeah. okay, fine. We yeah. will get you timestamps going forward. That would be good. That's fine. Uh, that, 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 um, I wanted to skip to the mailbag. Yeah, but I don't know. Do people? Do we not like when people say that to us? I don't if somebody know. told me, well, I, you know, I wasn't interested in the topic, but I skipped to the mailbag, then uh, so I would it's a compliment because there's you're saying there's a million podcasts. I don't have to listen to this. I'm listening it. Yeah. Through, even though I'm not interested in the topic, just for you, I think that's fair. Yeah, if that's what you're saying, that's what I'm saying. Not insulted. Okay. Uh, but so you're a half gogger. You're saying what? Well, what's gogger? That's our our fans. They're named gogger. I'm a I'm a full gogger for sure. What, mm-hmm. what does it mean? Um, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I truly, I don't know. It was just the name of our fans, NGOG. So the fans are the Goggers, G-O-G. Okay. There um, you go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I got going on. I'm so excited for next week with Bryce. Bryce, the best, you know, tied with Dr. Amanda for the best. They must make good <laughs> podcast guests in Philadelphia because the two best guests you could get. It's what we do. It's where they yeah. come from. We are the city. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hashtag we are the city. Hashtag Leon in the tower. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's not the summer anymore. How, how do you want to end the shows now? Um, should we go back to what were we playing before the song of the summer? Uh, well, once upon a time we played the Perfect Strangers closing music. Then we played. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we got to go back to Chester. I think go back. We got to go back to Chester. <laughs> go back to Chester. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm in maybe favor we get a holiday Chester. version. Okay. We get a holiday version of the Chester song possibly uh, at some point for December. <laughs> maybe if Chester covers one. another song. Yeah, if he wants to, but maybe we could get us if someone could spookify the Chester version in October and then holiday it up in December, that would be great. <laughs> it's always Men in Black. Yeah, it's the same song, just with like many covers, just like uh, you know the Baja Men Who Let the Dogs Out album. It's like fifteen versions of that song, acoustic, unplugged, like you know, uh, you know, Spanish. They just they the whole album was uh, was Who Let the Dogs Out. Okay, so this is sort of the combination of like, would you rather listen to every song and Chester covers it yes. or? Every artist only covers the same song. We've combined yeah. it to the worst of all worlds. Let's do both. Yeah, the worst of all. <laughs> it's only it's Chester, Men in Black, and it's different arrangements. Star. Okay, absolutely. All right, take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Here come Men in Black. Won't let you remember. All right, check. Let me tell you this in closing. Although it might seem imposing, but trust me, if we ever show in your section, believe me, it's for your own protection. Because we see things that you need not see, and we be places that you need not be. 
So go with your life, look at the Roswell crap Show love to the black suit, cause that's the man in That's the man in Here come the man in black Here the come Galaxy Defenders Here come the man in black Here they come Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big- 